I think this is the first time I've ever dropped two episodes simultaneously. That's right. I just got done recording an intro for my episode with Rebecca, and now I'm recording another intro for this episode with my good friend, Garrett Patrick. But before we get all to that, I have to say thank you to the Common Chaos friends and family out there that are supporting the show, uh, that are giving me some love and, and sharing it with their friends. I really appreciate it. And uh, I got to give a shout out to the SoCal Psych Out. March 16th, 17th, and 18th, I will be in Southern California um, attending the SoCal Psych Out. It is a psychedelic music festival with live interactive um, vendors. There's going to be a ton of artists and DJs all three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's in beautiful Pioneer Town, California in March. It's going to be beautiful. It's a camping event. You get to spend all weekend out there being one with nature and getting real deep into some vibe and music. Check it out. SoCal Psych Out, March 16th, 17th, 18th. You can get the tickets over at eventbrite.com. There's also a Facebook and an Instagram page. Check it out. We're going to be one of the vendors uh, Vendors there. We're going to be doing interviews. We're going to be recording videos and causing a fucking ruckus, man, because that's what we do. Um, going to be doing a, a special interview with Shaman Rock, John Gaylor, Daniel Gaylor. They're helping uh, throw the event. They are throwing the event. They're they're two of the masterminds behind this, and it's a it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful project, beautiful event. I'm honored and proud to be a part of it. And yeah, I'm real excited for that. March 16th, 17th, 18th, SoCal Psych Out. Get your tickets over at eventbrite.com. Um, this episode, I was joined by my good friend Garrett Patrick. Uh, this man was a co-worker of mine um, at T-Mobile. And he left because he saw an opportunity to take on this new chapter in his life. And now he is a personal assistant to a CEO of a venture capital company. Um, they basically invest in a ton of different projects. And he's living this really uh, unique unique life right now because he's uh, he's just within arm's reach of, of a very powerful person, someone that uh, is running a very successful company right, ta- right now, multi-million dollar company. Uh, Garrett will mention what company it is during the, during the podcast. Um, very unlikely that anybody's uh, real familiar with it, but I mean, they're just a powerhouse in the, uh, I guess, in the financing game. They basically invest in projects and making a splash, and they're on the come up right now, and they're making big, big moves. And, and Garrett's lucky enough to be an employee of them, uh, and he's gaining a lot of knowledge, uh, especially since he's the personal assistant to the guy that's running the show. So he sees this really unique aspect of leadership, he sees this really unique aspect of business. Uh, and yeah, he, he's discovering things about himself, which is really cool. And the reason I had him on the show was so that he could, um, kind of provide that perspective for someone that did, uh, did take a chance. You know, he, he, he's my age, he's 28 or 29. Um, and he, you know, he was making good money and we kind of discussed this in the show. He, he saw an opportunity to be happy or at least try something different in his journey, of being happy because he he's he's still very much in the thick of that journey of figuring out what he wants to do with his life, um, and it's important to to talk about that kind of stuff. And he does, and he he dives into his feelings about it and what he kind of wants to do and what he has an idea of what he wants to do and what he likes and dislikes, but he still doesn't know. And I feel that that's a place that a lot of people are in right now, um, and I feel that that's something that everybody falls into at one point during their lives. So it's important to to see a perspective that that uh, is currently happening and has had some some positive effects so yeah i hope it provides somebody with something out there uh it was a it was an awesome episode i love garrett i'm gonna have him back on for sure we have a lot to talk about we had a whole list of shit that we were gonna bring up and we didn't get to touch it all and we still and it was still like a two-hour podcast so um we we definitely are gonna have him back on he was a fantastic guest and yeah talked a lot about uh about a lot of cool things so hope you guys get something from it again 
commonchaos.net if you guys need anything. We've got merch up there. We've got new designs coming up for the SoCal Psych Out Festival. Check it out. This is my episode with Garrett Patrick. I assure you that All right, what is up, everybody? This is the Common Chaos Podcast. I'm kind of loud. I'm going to turn down a little bit. I'm here with my good buddy, Garrett. What's up, man? What up, man? Nothing much. Um, I'm having Garrett on the show episode today because he is on the show today because me and him used to work together at T-Mobile, and uh, he's brave in the outside world. He is now a personal assistant to a, a CEO of a very large company. Why don't you go ahead and explain that? Uh, it's started off, the company started off with like, like five employees uh, started in 2012 when they really started jumping off. Now they're up to 160 employees. And what do they do exactly? Uh, it's an investment firm. So what they do is they invest in, like right now their main things they invest in are waste management companies, okay. IT, um, what else? Um, there's something big. Oh, and automobiles. So they bought a lot of dealerships. So, so they're, they do a lot of stuff. Big moves. Oh, biggest one, biggest <clears throat> new one that they're doing. Uh, it's a QT ultrasound. What it is, it's a new... Uh, breast cancer machine that's okay. apparently it's a lot easier a lot comfortable for women to use also uh it's a lot cheaper because normally i think those machines cost like billions of dollars yeah this is like this machine that they're investing in is like probably like not even a million dollars so they basically see products and and, and projects that are advantageous and, and jump in when it's when it's exactly. worth it huh exactly it's kind of like uh what's that tv show shark tank it's on showtime no uh billions oh okay yeah. Have you seen that show? Uh, I've heard of it. heard of it. Yeah, I've it, never it gotten kinda, into it. It kind of reminds me of that. Not to that extent. The startup, the investments, pretty, how businesses, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, look to get yep. money. and. Yeah. Um, so Garrett is, I've known Garrett for what, probably about a year, right? You were training last yeah, January? February. Yeah, February. Yeah, February. Um, and exactly. I've always respected your opinion and your outlook on things. I think you're a very uh, intelligent guy. You, you, you. Uh, you're able to articulate your opinions and your feelings about things very well. And uh, I've always admired that about you. And you and me have had some really good discussions. And I think you taking the leap to this outside world with T-Mobile. And, and I'm, I'm a, I talk about T-Mobile on here pretty frequently. And everybody knows I'm a huge fan. And it's a great company. Uh, they take care of their people. Uh, but you were, weren't feeling it. And you've always had a really good outlook, in my opinion, on, uh, on what you want out of life. And you, you're always kind of questioning what you want to do and 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 you you know that you want to do big things but you're not really sure what it is at least when we were having that that type of conversations back when you were working with me that's where you were at so now having you step outside of that and kind of get this brand new experience this brand new this introduction to this pretty much this whole new world type of thing how i want to know what got you into that how you felt when you first got in there how you're feeling now how your perspectives changed and, and I, what I'm hoping to get out of this, and, and the, the purpose of the podcast has been pretty transparent as of late, I've been able to formulate what I want out of each episode and, and kind of pull that out. I want to know, you're, you're someone who, for the most part, is on the, the spectrum of, of average, and no offense, you're not an average person, but I mean, you're not famous, you're not, you don't have clout, yeah. nobody's, nobody's pumping money into you for any other reason nobody, other than... Nobody knows who I am, nobody remembers me. But I'll you are you, a fantastic guy. Like, I, I will meet somebody probably about, I'll meet somebody probably 15 times, 
the 16th time they're still introducing themselves like they never met me you know and, and i let them know i'll tell them something about their life that i've learned from the 15 times <laughs> i've met them i'm like yo like we've met before i've shaken your hand 15 times we've been here like um which is a good thing because i stay under the radar you're very impa- and, that, and very that's what i radar. love you are and you but you have nuggets of knowledge and you're always very in, in intuitive on things and you're you're very inquisitive too you ask a lot of questions you're very hey so what is it and you, you like to probe you like to figure things out and i that's what i like and i want to know base i want to hear it from from you because i think that you're very keen on on what's going on in the world and, and how to how to capitalize on things and you've had a lot of experience you're close to my age and I want to know how you're taking this situation. Because this is a situation that an average person can find themselves in. And I want to know how you're navigating through that. Through trying to find myself? Trying, trying to, to find yourself. This, this big change. So let's start with you leaving T-Mobile and, and starting, out, starting out at this new job. What was that like for you? So I've left T-Mobile. This, that was my second time leaving T-Mobile. I've left. I've worked for cell phone companies for so long. I've done sales for so long. Your background is in sales. Background sales. The only reason my background is sales is because sales was the only job that paid well. Right. And I think a lot of people in the sales industry feel that way. Like it's kind of like that double-edged sword. Like you don't like having to push shit down people's throat, but money, 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 yeah. it drives. And like people can't, nobody can sell me anything unless I want it already. Yep. Then I'm letting you sell it to me. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not going to randomly buy something. I do my research before I buy it. That's like, probably I know why you're so good at sales though is because you know objections. You I'm are not. though. Oh, I think not. you are. I'm not. I'm not, not even close. Mm-hmm. I, either you want it or you don't want it. Like it is what it is. Like, I think you're good at tying in to people that do want it though. Like you're good at selling something to, I guess you're good at, you're good at hyping people up on something. If somebody's interested or like their interest is peaking, you're really good at, I think, highlighting what they're going to get out of it and what they can benefit out of it from. I mean, I don't think that's a special talent. I think anybody could do that. It's nothing. I guess. Yeah. I hate sales is is the opposite <laughs> of my personality. Like it does not fit my personality. I'm to myself. Okay. Uh, even like some of my close friends, like Nick, for example, we could go probably a month without talking. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're not friends with each other. We've right. known since each other since we're little kids. It's just that he has stuff that he's doing. He's really busy with you know sons of masters, and then it's that unspoken it. just understanding. Yeah, and like we know, like hey, like. We're busy. We're, we're both, like, and we're both to ourselves. We have similar personalities to where, like, I'm not going to hit nobody up. Like, I don't hit anybody up. Like, you have to hit me up. It's not that I don't care. Or I'm not trying to hang out with people. It's just, I don't know, it's just my personality. So do you think stepping out of the sales world was, like, a, a, a fresh start? Did you see that as an opportunity to get out of something you were unhappy with and go into something that you really wanted to do? Or uh, I don't know if it was something I really wanted to do. It was just something different. It was task-oriented, and it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't have a quota to hit. Okay. And it's funny because literally my desk is around a bunch of sales dudes. Like all they do all day, they're making phone calls, trying to get, you know, different companies, different brokers to invest in the stuff that we're investing in. Right. So it's it's funny looking at it and like I'm glad I'm not doing what they're doing. Yeah, I'd imagine. Until I seen their commission and I was like, oh, my God. Uh-oh. Like they're internals. Like don't even travel. Like they're, sh- they're straight up just on a desk. We have like internals and we have externals. Externals make a lot of money. I don't even know how much they make yet, but the internals, like one guy's commission for this last month was $12,000. Really? On top of his salary. Dang. I was like, wow. Must be nice. Money, dude. Maybe you should start learning how to yeah, nah, <laughs> do some sales. No, but hey, that's important because, I mean, you're you're facing, it looks like, an opportunity or at least a route to get into a position where you can make a lot of money, but that's not important to you. That's not it's what not, you want. You I don't work, want that sales lifestyle. You don't want to have to live that life. Go through I worked. That. I worked at AT&T as well. I worked yeah. at AT&T for like five years. They paid well. Like I, I didn't make under 60 the whole time I worked there. 
and I was happy with that. But like I made great came with money. the price, like, I'm sure. I didn't live paycheck to paycheck, but I hated working there. Yeah. Working there made me miserable, and everybody I worked with was miserable as well. And it kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, I've had enough. Yeah. I literally walked out one day. I was about to get written up for something that a store manager made the whole store do and a district manager made us do. Uh, three people got in trouble for it. The whole store did it. Three people got in trouble for it because we did it too well. I got so fed up, and I was so mad and frustrated. I was like, like we had to go through interviews. Like, there are people that, like, they're, what's, what's it called at T-Mobile? Uh, LP? Loss prevention. Uh, loss yeah. prevention. Like, it's like former FBI agents. You mean interrogations? You went through interrogations? Yeah. Well, not like, they were just basically asking us questions. Like, hey, why did you do this? Right. Who made they you were, do they this? They were interrogating you. They were trying to get answers yeah, as I'm, to why you did what you did. Like, I'm good under pressure. Like, right. it doesn't bother me. I don't buckle, but. Do you think you would have been fired had, had you not walked out? No, was I, I didn't get fired. Serious? No, I didn't get fired. I was just going to, it was just a warning. Yeah. Like, there's people that, the other two dudes that it happened to them, they still worked there to this day. Yeah. But I was fed up because. Just the, the bullshit. Like, you're in a corporate environment. If the person that's above you tells you you have to do something, like you straight up have to do it. Pretty much. And I didn't think it was something that bad. To where at I least just, that's the impression. Technically, yeah, you can make that decision to call yeah, like HR. Person. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, if you're if you're pressured place. and it's you know not everybody's willing to yeah, stand and up and and pull that card and go, no, this isn't right because you're influenced. This is my boss. My boss is telling me to do something. I gotta trust him. I was the voice of the store. Like people rallied like with me. Like yeah. I used to. I was. I would speak for everybody. Like, team meetings, I'm like, look, you're not doing what you're supposed to. You have these expectations of us. Well, we have these expectations of you. Have you ever thought about getting into, like, a manager role or being a, a boss or a leader in a certain way? Because I feel like you could organize people really well. I yeah, feel like you I just kind don't, of get I don't want to go through the bullshit to get to that point. Okay. Like, I want to be in that point. Like, right. I've experienced enough. Even if, if I went back to a cell phone company right now, I'd be like, I don't want to be a sales rep. You want to like, manage? I've, I've managed and I've dealt with things and people that you guys couldn't even handle. Like, so getting this, wait, what opportunities did you see in this new job? What did you see as something to grab onto and, 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 and hold on and go for it as opposed to just staying at T-Mobile, staying? I get it, you weren't happy, but what drew you to the job and said, man, I, I do want to try this. This sounds like fun. This sounds like a challenge. Well, when I, so after I left AT&T, I took like 10 months off. I didn't work at all. Like I said, I made enough money to where I could just chill. I wish I didn't take that much, long, uh, much time off. I shouldn't have took that much time off because then I was hurting towards the end of that 10 months. Right. Uh, but I, towards the end of that 10 months, I became a personal assistant for this lady. Her company's called Eventual Millionaire. Yep. She's uh, been she, very involved in the podcast community. Oh, yeah. She, that's like her. on fire. She mm-hmm. helped get started. Yeah. yeah very she was impactful. cool. It was, it was a great name? job. Uh, Jamie Tardy. Jamie or Tardy. Jamie Masters. Uh, she, got, she got divorced. I forgot which one was her. Maybe. Very impactful on Facebook. Very, mm-hmm. very yeah, impactful She's very popular. I didn't realize how popular world. she was until probably after I left. Uh, only reason I left that job, it was part-time. Uh, it was getting to that point to where I needed more money. Re- I went to this uh, this podcast network thing, and they were reaching out to – they had gotten um, people that were of influence in, like, the podcast world to attend this, like, little meetup seminar session that I went to. And she was uh, she was mentioned as being someone that – will help get smaller podcasts like off the ground, help get the notoriety, help get them thing. And so I reached out to her and she was like, oh yeah, but I'm booked up to like the end of the year. And I was like, oh shit. And then she went, she sends you a list. She goes, hey, check my material out, check out what I've worked with and and what I've worked, who I've worked with. And it's, I mean, Entrepreneur on Fire, there's the Wise Guys Pod, there's a ton of different podcasts that she's had like a hand in. Yeah, she knows everybody. If if you're popular and you do a podcast, she knows you. Yeah. Or they know her. Yeah. She's yeah. power powerful. 
Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was a cool job. Uh, like I said, it, it was just part-time. I need right. more money. Right. Uh, but I like doing that. So once I got tired of T-Mobile again, I, I found that job. He's going to pay me good money to be his personal assistant. I was like, uh, yeah, I'll take that job in a second. So how big is this company? Like where, where small scale being like uh, So they manage, I guess this could give you a better picture. They manage over a billion dollars of a, uh, assets. Okay. And that's as of, I think it was last year. And so it sounds like they're kind of on the cusp of oh, a yeah. little bit, maybe more progressive they're, type they're of the, investments. They're on the come up because they, uh, they're, they're doing a bunch of hiring. <laughs> they, like, I was the first person that they hired so it's safe with to say the HR booming. department. So it's safe to say that they're picking up. Yeah, okay, for sure. This is impactful for you, man. This is a good spot, I think, for you to be in. I think you're going to pick up a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge. Do you feel like you're getting that now or no? No, I'm getting zero knowledge. Really? I'm, 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 hand, I'm basically being, I'm a dad. I'm a dad minus having to pay child Explain. support because I do I handle all of his personal stuff. He's so busy and has so much stuff on his mind, like he can't worry about that the AC at the house isn't working or that there's a shitload of light bulbs that need to be changed. Like so he, can't, he can't worry about stuff like that. Are you essentially removed from the business? Um, are you strictly like a personal assistant? Like you have no business aspect at all? No, like so he has four assistants. Okay. So I'm not even the first assistant that he has. Wow. He has two executive assistants. One of those assistants, she's straight just executive assistant. Like everything with the business she's doing, if he's traveling somewhere, she's with him. The other girl, she's the other executive assistant. She's slash executive assistant slash office manager. So she's handling all the stuff in the office. Mm-hmm. And then the third guy, he's uh, he used to be his personal assistant back in the day. Now he does uh, more stuff with the business. But since he's known him for so long, he's still kind of his personal assistant. That's why I go to if I need help with something okay. or just need an opinion on something. Right. So uh, I don't even know. Uh, so, you do, so, yeah, you are removed from the business for yeah, the most part. I'm not, it sounds I, don't, like... I still don't know everything they do. Really? I don't. Like, there's so much stuff, and it's 100 miles an hour all the time. How is, how is getting the perspective of, like, a millionaire juggling – the everyday nuances of life like it is i mean you told me the other day when we talked on the phone you were at the aston martin dealership which yeah. just not everybody goes with aston martin dealership. i know i was like sitting right there i pull up first of all every time i drive this car everybody looks at me like who the hell so he is has this, this aston martin oh yeah then. okay yeah. like who the hell and is you're this rolling dude? around in it oh yeah look at you like when i was uh when i what i do what i do with that oh i was getting the inspection done so i got the inspection right down here off old torf and congress mm-hmm. so i drove down congress in the aston martin windows down you know, jamming music that has never been played in that car before ever, <laughs> and everybody looking. The the best part was I was at a light and I was playing this song, and I was just jamming. I look over. Someone's filming you. No, nah, this dude, this black dude, was looking at me. And he just started dancing. He was just like, ah, screaming. All hyped on you yeah, being hyped. He was in all the hyped customer. about me being hyped in the car, in this crazy ass car, and I'm playing. It was a Drake song, and he just he was just live. We were live together, vibing to the song until the light turned green. Then he moved. Then he went on with his life, forever being impacted by the, by the. I'm pretty sure he snapped me. <laughs> pretty sure. That was the first time I got snapped by somebody random. Oh man. So what? What are you getting from this then? If you're being, if you're, because it seems like to me that you're in a situation that a lot of people would probably pay to be in. Because I feel like you're getting firsthand now. Being removed from the business is 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 one thing. I didn't know that you were as removed from like the operations and the and the the structure of the business itself but it still it still brings in to light that you're constantly around someone that's in charge of running a multi-million dollar company would you say billions multi i mean what is 
They own. They have. They are in charge of a billion dollars worth of assets. Do you think they net revenue over a billion a year? I don't think so. Not yet. Okay, so a multi-million dollar company. Like I said, they're 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 on the come up. Like okay. I said, I was the getting first person. HR department, yeah. getting serious, getting real, getting mm-hmm. in the corporate world for sure. Like they just got full benefits. Like I started, I guess, at the perfect time. Like full benefits. So you are being taken care of. You yeah. went into a new company that I mean, really is. I get paid. Is. My, I get paid mileage, so I'm driving everywhere. So I'm, I'm literally getting paid everywhere I drive. Um, I mean, it's good. Wow. So, what are you getting from it? What do you get? What do you see? What what surprises you? I, what 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 in, gives you that? Oh shit. I'm in. I'm in this situation. Like, what? Anything? Um, I don't know. Explain more. What do you want to know? So, I mean, you've got to be picking up on something. How does he manage things? Or does? Or do you do that for him? Does I he mean, have? He has com- four assistants. So, so does, is he complete? He managed it. He managed it. He manages his life by hiring people to manage his life. So, is he? Dis- how disconnected is he? Disconnected to to just what he has to do. You literally what? Okay, no, so what do you smart, task so him to? He's his no, memory. Not disconnected, but what what do you go to him and say? Hey, this is what you have to do. Like how deep, how much do you can? Okay, here's a good example. Do you do for him? Like with the Aston. So we basically work with another company. It's kind of like a sister company. They do everything together. Okay. Uh, the other CEO, he was down here for their annual meeting, mm-hmm. and he, my boss, let him drive the Aston. He drove his other car. And I guess he apparently scraped the front split. Okay. It's like a little scrape. Nothing crazy. Uh, but I took it to the Aston. I got like four places to do an, uh, a quote on it. Mm-hmm. It's like 12 grand. For this scratch on this Aston Martin. No, it's not even. It's, not even, it's more of like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big scratch. If, uh, it, if it was the same scratch on your car, how much would it have cost? Uh, shoot. Maybe like four hundred bucks. It was okay. like twelve grand. Like labor, right. the parts, everything. Yep. It was like yep. twelve grand. I mean, it's an Aston Martin. Like I showed him, I showed him pictures of it. I was like, hey, I seen this while you were gone. The weather strip inside the door was messed up too. Gave him the quote. I gave him three different quotes. Like, hey, it's this price here, here, and here. And he was just like, fuck, that's a lot of money. And he's cheap too. Is he? He is cheap. Yeah. Like another another story. He a uh, housekeeper in New York. We sent her some money. She gave us. Does she he have it. a spot in New York? He does. Yeah. Did you hear about Ledger selling his penthouse? Ledger. Yeah, John Ledger, uh, T-Mobile CEO, selling this penthouse that overlooks Central Park. Guess for how much? It's probably like thirty million. Twenty-two. Twenty-two million. Yeah. Overlooks Central Park. Yeah. Nice little that penthouse. That doesn't surprise me. Craziness. Where does this dude live in New York? Uh, he lives Pre- off Broadway. Pretty prime spot. Oh yeah. This month. <laughs> he lives right off Broadway. <laughs> but his uh, the housekeeper. Like how, going back to how cheap he is, the yeah. housekeeper was sending or wiring her money. She didn't give her, her she didn't give us uh, the correct her correct name. She gave her like her <laughs> nickname. Like you got to give us yeah, your you government would. name. Yeah, you would. Yeah. So they charge like a forty dollar chase. Charge like a forty dollar fee to him. And of course, when he's going over like his you know statements with the accountant, he's like, "What? What is this?" Oh my god! And you have to figure that shit out. So you're, I don't. You're, that's the accountant okay. has to deal with this. So I don't have okay. to deal with it. But all right, good. He's just like an accountant knew. He he said something to me. He's like, "Fuck." I'm going to have to explain to him that he can't get this back. Oh, no. He was cool with it. I mean, he wasn't cool with it, but, I mean, he knew that there was nothing he could do. He's not bigger than Chase. so. Hell no. Hell no. Does he think, does he have that kind of attitude nah, where he thinks nah, he's nah, bigger nah. than shit? I mean, he's, he's cool. He just, he knows what he wants, which I get it. I know what I, well, I don't know what I want altogether, but if I am if I want something, that's what I want. So what is his background in? Just marketing or is it in business? No, he's a sales guy. Is he in yeah, sales? Does he sales. have a degree from anywhere? Did he go? He to... does. He went to UMass. Okay. So he's a mass hall. Oh, hey. That's, that's, that's what they call yeah, the no? people that went to UMass. Get it? Uh, what's his degree in? Ooh, I think it's. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I have to look at his LinkedIn. 
Dang. But do, do you think it pertains to the business, or he just, he's just good at selling stuff and getting people to invest in things? Yeah, I don't I don't know how he started it all. Uh, and, oh, and he, was he appointed this position, or he actually did start the company? No, he started the company. Wow. Okay, so this is his child that he left and then started his own thing. Can you give us the name of the company you work for? That I work for right now. Yeah. Uh, Ascendant Capital. Ascendant Capital. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's Powerful nice. company too. On Indeed, all over Indeed. Like uh, you, you when you told me you were getting the position, they're very, they're looking for people. It looks like that they are on the up and up, and they, they are trying to fulfill whatever they're trying to fulfill. Since I've started, they've hired probably twenty people. Really? Yeah. So that uh-huh. was back in November. So. So what is it about this guy that 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 you think screams success? Like, is it in his prioritizing? Is it that he has assistance? What what do you think his formula is? Do you think he just gets up? What's his routine like? Do you know his routine, his daily routine? Is it? Oh yeah. Does he get up and stretch and do yoga every day? Does he get up and fucking no, take yeah. his vitamins? No. First thing he vitamins? does, first thing he does when he wakes up, which he wakes up early, mm-hmm. is he works out. Him and the CEO, COO, they work out. Even the other CEO for the sister company, works out. Everybody that's in power, the first thing they do in the morning is work out. So I agree with that. I agree with that hundred percent. And I'm a morning person. Like, like right now, I go to bed like at nine o'clock. 9.30. Like last night I went to bed at like 9.30. I'm trying to become a morning person. And I'm and what's helping me is I'm getting up and working out. So I'm getting up. I'm getting that real quick burst oh, of yeah, energy. You work out in the morning? The oh, yeah. You have yeah. energy the rest of the day. I just don't. And then you're tired come 11 o'clock at night and you're able to get that oh, six, seven hours. I'm asleep. See, I, I, my goal is in bed by midnight. In bed, lights out by midnight. If I'm not asleep yet, cool. But I need to be laying well, down. Do Body needs to be relaxing. Up, seven o'clock to work out and hit work. Now that John's there, I'm, I'm opening primarily. So... Yeah, seven o'clock. I got to be at the gym, do an hour workout, hour and ten minute workout. Sure, I, got, I get up at five forty-five. Six. Also, with the with the podcast, I've got a I've got a um, a strong lift challenge going. So it's a bunch of my friends from California, Brandon from work, uh, Emmanuel. Um, did you ever meet Emmanuel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emmanuel. We're all doing it. So I don't think. Is there anybody new there? I don't think. I think I know everybody. That's there. No, nobody knew. I just didn't know if Emmanuel had come in by the time you were in there. Um, yeah. So. Uh, we're all in this like strongest challenge and we're posting photos and talking shit and doing all that. So I've been getting people involved with just being like share happy, you know, getting people just to kind of like be involved and to, to have it, I don't know, to have it be something that I'd imagine working with him, you've got to pick up some sort of like structure and how he would start a business. Like he, he, does he give any type of, blueprint at all you say no, he gets up and I'm he a, works out i'm then a people what, watcher what's so the rest of his i'm routine? observing like I'll, i'm observing everybody like right all day i'm watching people walk around do stuff because half the time like i'm not doing that much to, and i'm always paying attention to whatever i'm doing at the same time so so is he okay he gets up every morning and works out what what, what else is constant in his routine uh he eats healthy he he, he is very health conscious he's ran a marathon um, he has a little blog that he has that he writes. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's a decent person. What's the blog content? Uh, it's like his personal life, like his experiences. I know, like this, the next one he's posting is about. Uh, he ta- he's taking his daughter. He takes his daughter skiing a lot. Is it worth sharing and blasting out and getting him some 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 looks or no? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's. Uh, I mean, what you're you are talking the about the message, the full message. It's it's good. Yeah. The way he words his stuff, it's, it's very If you good. want to blast it out at the end of the episode, go for uh, it. I'll have I'll, to find out some more information about it. Uh, cool. Actually, his website is jeffreyschneider.com. Okay, cool. So it's, it's, it's pretty good. So uh, he's healthy. He obviously he's has... a dog to, person. Feels like that his body has to be in, intact in order for him to function successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, he has great kids. His kids are great. How many kids? He has three. 
they're not like you know you think you know so all oh, rich kid rich how guy old? how old are they has uh, one's a freshman in college the other two are younger how uh, old is this cat he's forty nine so his birthday he's his birthday is like ten days before mine so he's got a freshman in college so he had, he had a kid when he was like twenty if he's forty nine that kid's eighteen nineteen years old yeah wow yeah busy guy yeah busy guy um but yeah he's he knows what he wants he's very stern. Yeah. Knows what he wants, which I respect that because I know what I want. Like you can't tell me what I want. Like I know what I want. And Out he, of certain and he's the things, same, and he's the same thing. Yeah. Like maybe not. You're not. Maybe he drinks not. a certain water, like smart water. Like he's not drinking anything but smart water. Really? Uh, he has the seltzer water he drinks. I have to order it straight from New York to get shipped to Texas. Wow. Um, so he's in complete control of his life. Oh yeah. He's in complete control of just what put, what he gets, what he wants, what he. No is not an answer. Like really? there's a way if you if you had a million dollars could you get it done that was like the first thing he asked me is that if you can get it done with a million dollars then it can anything could be done um he oh it's 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 changed my it kind of helped my life I organized my life a little okay, more that's what I want to know like so calendar how is, how's it impacting you uh just something simple like using the calendar like everything I do prioritizing calendar like someone asked me they want to do something send me a calendar invite yep like I'm gonna forget like I have too much stuff going on um. What else? In my personal life, writing stuff down. Like if I'm around him, like I have, a, I have notebooks. Yep. I have two notebooks already yep. full of notes. He's talking about something. I'm writing it down. Oh, this, this, this needs to be done. So see, you are getting substance, but you're getting substance on maybe like a, like a. An organization level. Or like you're getting, you're getting the blueprint into, you're getting the blueprint on how to make yourself unstoppable. It seems like you're getting the blueprint on how to make yourself so organized and so managed that you have the time, the energy, and the resources to make something big. Whether it be a business or your a blog, something creative like a creative outlet, you're getting you're getting the blueprint to what someone who runs a very successful business how it looks. You got to obviously have your mind and your health intact. You've got to have a certain philosophy as like, no, I'm not going to take no as an answer or everything can get done with a million dollars or I'm going to save the environment. You got to have like a strong foundation of some sort. This it is seems probably like. the first job I have that feels like a sport. Like he feels like it's like an NFL team. Like That's he's so funny you say that because me and Trent were just talking, we're like restructuring Austin Live and Local and we use the analogy of coaches trying to, having a tryout because oh, yeah. we're trying to get people involved with, with what we got going on. And I was like, you and me need to hold tryouts. You and me, we, you need to take the role of head coach. I need to take the role of like coordinator, whatever it may be, offensive, defensive, whatever. And we need to have tryouts. And we need to have people come to us and show us how they play and what they do. And then we pick them for the positions that they fit best. And we organize the plays and the structure. But we need to have somebody come out and like, and it's, you, I, think that's a, I think that's a very clean comparison. And when you look at a lot of successful people, there's a lot of athletes are very successful in business. Because, and I think it's because they just have that, uh, that structure. I have a plan. I have a game plan. I have a play that I have to follow. A, B, and C. I'm going to follow it. Boom. Well, and I, having mentors That's is big. Is big. Like, I, hadn't, I didn't have any mentors. Would you consider this guy a mentor? No. No? In any way? No? No. What if you were to get to know mind, him more? Still in the back of my mind. Like, he's a white guy. Okay. He's a rich white guy. Right. You know, I'm a black dude. Yep. And at the end of the day, I don't think he could be my mentor. Just because I don't feel like he relates to me. Okay. I don't think you could be a mentor to somebody if you don't relate to that person. To some extent. Yeah. 
Maybe not. I mean, maybe he probably he, could, but for he me, he could be a I business could. mentor. You could want to maybe start a business, and he could be a business mentor. Yeah, he may not be a philosophical mentor or a moral mentor, or on a personal level, or mentor, on a personal yeah. level. Yeah, but he could still mentor you in a fashion. Yeah, yeah. Or may not. Maybe not. Maybe he just doesn't jive with your morals. Or maybe, maybe you say, "Hey, I want to have a business, but this is my business ethics that I'm going to base the foundation of my of my of my business or my company on." And maybe he doesn't align with that. And maybe he's not. But he could be, it seems like. You're in a position where if you wanted to utilize him and you wanted to maybe pick his brain a little bit or you wanted to at least take an opportunity to learn some things, you can. I could. You may it's, not. With him, it's about building trust, too. Okay. So, like, he trusts me, but I still don't feel he trusts me all the way. Like, he trusts me enough to be in his house when he's not there and to drive, you know, drive his car. I mean, what, what would you done, do? What's the biggest piece of damage you could do? Steal a car? He's just gonna probably replace it with his money. Like, what are you really, you know? I mean, does are you in control of some things that he may, like, he's got to trust you to an extent. There I mean, is yeah, trust. Yeah, he does. Because I mean, if something's broke. Like, I'm fixing it. I fix it. Like, I don't. He trusts you to get things thousands done. Thousands of dollars. I'm not like asking him. Like, I'm just doing it. Like, I'm getting it done. Like, right. out of sight, out of mind. Yep. Like, if he doesn't, if he's not worried about it, then I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed less to. Less distractions for him. Less shit mm-hmm. he has to worry about. Yeah, You're keeping like, him happy. His house, everything has gone wrong in this house. Like, I don't want to ever own a house <laughs> from dealing with his to... <laughs> house with his money. Like, it's not even my money, but I don't want to deal with it. Are you good on your beer? Yeah. Keep going. He, like, the water heater was out. Like, the day he left, the water heater stopped working. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Another thing broke. Since I've been there, I fixed the AC, the sink, the AC again, the water heater, the septic tank, the pool, the hot tub lights fixtures like so much stuff has gone wrong since i started working in this house and i'm just like man i i don't ever want to own a house i don't want to own the house it's too stressful i don't even own the house and i'm stressed out and have anxiety i I didn't have anxiety like that until i started working here like the first month was pretty okay wait so hold on hold on hold on because you your first your first at least the message that I'm getting, and it's, and I want to make sure it's transparent for the people. So, Garrett was in a position where he was getting good money. He was, he was uh, at T-Mobile. He was covered benefits. It was a, it was a nice little ride. But he wasn't happy, and that's what it comes down to: is someone being happy, someone being fulfilled. It seems like you saw uh, advantageous something that you were going to get from this new job, or it was going to challenge you. It was going to provide a new perspective for you, and you were going to kind of run with it. And now. It's causing you anxiety. So, are, is it an anxiety that you're just managing differently, or is it like you clearly had ang- some sort of anxiety at T-Mobile because you were, you were looking for it now. You were looking for something that was more fulfilling for you, which is completely understandable. But now you're back in a position where you're it seems like you're maybe taking some weight, some anxiety. How do you manage that? Um, I'm still trying to figure it out. Anxiety is people. Th- anxiety is real. It's hard. Very hard. Very like, very. Like I hard. didn't even know what it was really until probably this last year dealing with you know personal stuff ex-girlfriends jobs crazy bitches and we're gonna talk about that like i've dealt with some crazy like i have wild (laughs) stories about stuff that's happened and we're gonna touch on some of them we got two hours sir we're only 30 minutes in we have some time and man we've discussed a lot already and that's why i think it's important that you get this stuff out because we're getting perspectives here anybody that is looking anybody that's in a role currently where they hate their job or they're frustrated at a professional aspect of their life no. Not, no, no, no. You always hate your job because if you love your job, it's not a job anymore. Right. Okay. So the if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life type of thing. Exactly. That's that exactly makes how I view it. Even okay. like my boss. Like You're being just specific with it. You're being specific. Oh, yeah. People hate jobs, but they do them because it provides a lifestyle or they whatever it may be. Like, there's no way. Like, you have to have a job right now <laughs> to survive. Right. Like, I can't. Like, you can't do anything. Like, 
nope. get, go to the store, buy food. Like if I want to go somewhere, I need. To, I'm in Texas. Everything's big, spread apart, so I have to drive. Gas, That's gas. Then I have to take care of my car, maintenance, buy new tires, get a oil change, my inspection. All these damn tolls in Austin. Breathing. You, like, literally like, have to clean your air conditioning filter, which costs money, just to breathe clean yeah. air. Like, your everything a- is Texas, money. In Texas, your AC, like, my AC went out. Like, everything. Everything's money. Like, since I started this job, like, it was re- it was relief that I was with a different job and mm-hmm. doing new things, and I was getting to travel, like, experiencing new things. Where have you gone? Uh, I've only gone to New York so far. Really? With him? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Which that was pretty cool. That was like my third week. That was the first time I went. Nice. And it was the fir- and it was the first day of his uh, executive assistant, the, the second one that he hired. So see if 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 I'm on the outside looking in, and what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have you formulate a message and a purpose, right? Like I I feel that you're a very driven person, and you do know what you want in life. I don't. Uh, to an extent, though, you know that you're going to do whatever it takes to make you I, happy. I know what I don't want to do. Okay. But and I then, don't know what I want to do. Knowing what you don't want, though, is in part knowing what you do want. Because you know that you want to do what makes you happy and what makes you content. Oh, yeah. And you're not going to put up with certain things. Like so Everybody's ultimate goal should be to be happy. Not everybody's is, though. And everybody, some people get blinded. Should. It should be. And so from the from the perspective of that, that your goal should be to be happy. You're being put in a position where, again, you're able to kind of take these weird experiences. Like you took you to New York your third week there. That's a big move. That's just that's just experiencing something in general, especially if it was somebody that that, that has never experienced New York. And that's kind of the point. Oh, I have. You I, have. You have. But the point is, is I'm for all, people. I'm all New York. I for love. people that are out there that do hate their jobs that are that are unhappy, you definitely need to probably put yourself in a position where you get to take certain risks and certain opportunities. And it seems like that you've done that, but are you, are you appreciating that? Or are you pre appreciating other aspects of the job? Like, do you appreciate the fact that you get to travel with this guy? Like what if he takes you to some exotic destination? I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. They went to the Caymans. Like, let's like go. Month, I expect that. They went to the Caymans like a month ago. I didn't get to go. Of course not. You're just like, the oh. assistant, dude. And he took all the sales guys. It was kind of like a sales guy thing. Okay. But I don't know, happiness. Happiness is a it seems so simple, but it's not. Happiness right. is for a lot of people it's very difficult to find happiness. Do you think this guy that you're working for is happy? Now let's put this into perspective. He's the CEO, multi million dollar company. It seems like he can travel when he wants. He has people that take care of his problems for him for the most part, and you're effective people. You are a very effective person. You're a very effective worker, especially when like you said, it's task oriented, you know that you can get things done, you've been in this uh, personal assistant role. You seem like you're a perfect person to help him deal with life. If you, obviously, if you are able to take advantage of those resources, you would assume that someone's happy. Do you think he's happy in the role that he's in and having the power that he has? I can't say that he is, but I can't say that he's not. Okay. All right. Are you happy? And does he keep the people around him happy? Being able to go to New York, doing what you're doing. You say you have anxiety, but is it is it anxiety that you're willing to accept and willing to take because you're happy? At first. Ultimately? At first, I didn't want. Like I was like, I don't know why I'm doing this right now. You said you got back into drinking. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I, I'm not a drinker at all, but I literally <laughs> probably drink one beer a day. And what do you have? You have beer Fridays. Yeah, we have beer Fridays every Friday at work, and I for sure partake. I either leave early because it starts at four. We end an hour early. I'll either leave early or I'll stick around and chill, play some shuffleboard, ping pong. Where is this at? This is at the office. In the office, yeah. Man, see that's. It's fancy too. Like, 
So straight. it seems like he's trying to keep the people that are working for him happy to some extent. Oh, yeah. And he's a, Fridays, show, he's a show off too, how? to a certain extent. Like, I mean, driving around in Aston Martin. So like the sister company, yep. they have their office in New York. The, that name, what's the name of the sister company? Uh, GPB Capital. Same thing, same concept. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, they so all the like you know all the executives, yeah, everybody was coming down here to the mm-hmm. office. They just moved offices, so this is a brand new office that a lot of people haven't seen. Okay, uh, like he wanted it tricked out. Like it's nice. Like they have TVs that show like every, everybody's sales stats, so it's just a big old TV on the wall. Right, shows everybody's stats, what they're doing throughout the day. Once they hit certain goals, it plays like their songs or whatever that the sales guys picked to show up on the TV. So it's cool. It's a cool environment. He's intense people so there's okay so that's something that i've learned recently working at working under adrian you know our, our old district manager um he he preached cultivating a intense environment not a tense environment and the difference obviously when you're tense you're you know you're trying to brace it against some sort of conflict or brace against some sort of situation you're not being adaptable you're not being coachable you're you're abrasive you're tense when you're intense that means that you're driven with intent. You're 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 putting all your energy into something that you expect a result out of, and you're not gonna you're not gonna take any breaks. You're not gonna let off the pedal because you know that that intensity is required for whatever outcome you're trying to get. So he's intense. How is he intense? Is he he's making sure that everybody's like Wolf of Wall Street excited? He's that intense? He's Leo uh, and Wolf of time, Wall Street? Yeah, at times he is. Like I imagine being in, in that type of role and having that much power, you kind of have to be larger than life or like ex- exaggerated. Yeah, he's a sales guy. Right? So imagine a sales guy. That's he is a New, He's a New Yorker. Like he's from New so York. He's, he's born and raised real in New loud. York. He can real, be, yeah. Real in your face, real, mm-hmm. hey, I'm yep. talking. I'm exactly. talking here. Oh, my first day. <laughs> Whatever you fucking... My fir- so my first day, he was he was out of town. Yep. My second day. So my first day working with him, I'm sitting there with the executive assistant. This one, we just had one executive assistant. So I'm sitting there with her. I'm, like, paying attention to her, like, watching what she's doing, writing stuff down. And he, like, had, like, I guess this girl's, uh, like, sports schedule. And he, was, he gave it to the executive assistant. He's like, can you put this in my calendar? And he's like, actually, wait. Can you put this in my calendar? He asked me, and I just shake my head. I grab it. He's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" To you? Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" He's like, "You wow. fucking sleep?" Oh no. Like, no. He's like, "Well, I need the you to fuck wake." You talking to? He's like, "I need you to wake the fuck up." Oh, get like, woke, oh, dude. Get God. woke. Jesus. I was like, "It's my first damn day. Like, I'm I'm being observant. I'm trying to pay attention." How did you react to that? What did you tell him? I just said, "I am awake." I'm just was to be he? Aware. What do you think he was trying to do with that tactic, though? Push your buttons, get you to fucking quit. Oh no! Quit. I feel like I feel like he's kind of he was trying to be a bully at first. Maybe test you. Are you ready for this fucking? Yeah. I'm gonna be intense. He, he, I'm he gonna be knew intense. my background. Like I grew up with military parents, so he probably. So I'm used to you know like I'm used to being people coming at people you, people being stern with me, telling me, "Hey, this is what it is, and you need to do it this way." Like there's no discussion. Like this is what it needs to be. So I think he was trying to gauge on how. Uh, I think he was just trying to gauge me. See what, how far what I you can go. take, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you think that you you uh, he still doesn't he still responded hasn't seen my per, he still hasn't seen my full personality yet okay well why or do you feel like you're holding it back for a reason or uh just not around each other that much don't okay. talk on a personal level at all like I'm talking about his personal stuff like I know everything about him like <clears throat> I know everything like I know every aspect of his life right now but he doesn't really know much about me okay and that might you were bringing up earlier how you don't know if he necessarily trusts you fully yet that could be why that could be why maybe you're not an open book or has he has he lashed out at you like that uh, since or no or yeah, is he yeah, yeah? Uh, there's a time where like he has Invisalign he broke the containers that go in yeah. so 
uh, he wanted me to grab some more for him. I grabbed them. It's like the next day. Uh, no, it was two days later. I had one in my bag, and I left one in his bathroom. And he was like, what happened to you getting the, you know, the things for my uh, Invisalign? And he was like, why is it? I was like, oh, I got it. It's in my bag. Like, literally, my desk is like two feet away from his. Why is it in like, my bag? Why is it in your bag? He's like, why, why is it in your bag? Like, I asked you to do that four days ago. I was like, it was, it was uh, two days ago, actually. And I kept it in my bag because I'm going to be around you. If you need it, boom, it's right here. And he was, I don't know, he was just in a bad mood, I guess, that day. But that's a response. That's a, that's a, I thought this out. Here's your answer. Like, I go to grab it. I thought it. this out. There's a purpose like I behind went why. I grabbed and got it. And right. he was like, well, no, I'm like, it's right here. He's like, no, like, he's like, it's scaring me. I'm in my head, I'm like, why are you scared? And I was like, you're scared because I had your retainer case in my bag. Like, I thought it was I'm ridiculous. your personal assistant, bro. I'm, I'm supposed to be there when you bad mood. And the, that could be, you know, people The other react. time, though, it was when I first froze in Austin. He left okay. the Aston Martin outside, and, you know, I go, I meet the other assistant, the new assistant. Didn't you say he, somebody turned the windshield wipers on and it fucked some shit up? No, like, he, he was all pissed off. I didn't know he was pissed off at me, so I'm all like, hey, at what's you? up? you? He was pissed off at you? Yeah, he was pissed off at me. I'm all like, hey, what's up, you know, like being cool and then I sit down and the girl's like he's pissed off at you I'm for like, fuck. like for what what did I do or what did I not do she was like uh, he tried to take the Aston Martin this morning to come go to his meeting and it wasn't working and I was like okay what did I do oh it was outside uh, when it froze and I was like fuck and all day I, I immediately leave I was like out of sight out of mind like if you don't see me can't you, bitch did you leave it outside I never even touched the car yet. Like, I didn't want to touch it. That so car then why is he it mad terrified me. So then why is he mad at you for it? And then uh, I got tired of waiting for him to say something, so I just sent him a text. Like, I, I, I couldn't take it. I was like, I got to say something. You're getting you're getting your buttons pushed, dude. You are. Like, when you do that, you're like, you're being tested. You're like, like, oh, shit. Okay. I was like, my bad. I was like, honestly. And I was being, he, he, like, he was honesty. So I was like, honestly, that car scared the shit out of me, and I didn't want to touch it. Like, I've never driven that car. I've never moved it. I didn't want to back it into this little garage. Was this before or after the scratch that the other dude put on it? Oh, this is way before. Oh, okay. But still, still, you're being cautious. first three weeks. You're being cautious. And I was like, my bad. And sent him a text message. And he was like, Garrett, honestly, if you're, like, your job is to, like, find solutions. If you can't find solutions, then maybe you shouldn't be working for me. Whoa. And I was like, I get it. I understand. 10-4. 10-4. So you've already kind of been in the position where he's kind of questioned you yeah. and been like, hey, oh, shit, maybe you're not the that right fit. That was week fit. three. Really? And I was like, there's so much stuff going on. Like, I don't even, there's no syllabus. Like, there's nothing to learn. Like, I'm Dang, literally on the fly dude, learning you got, everything. Yeah, and it seems like you're being thrown to the wolves almost. Like, how do you how do you go in and expect to know how to manage someone's life? Like, especially someone that's even in so that. much control. How do you expect to be able to do what's expect, like what's right and what's wrong? Like, you would have to almost, to be a personal assistant, you would almost have to spend time with the person and then decide, yes, I want to be a personal assistant because your life seems like it needs management and I can do that. But how do you expect to go in and manage someone's life that you've never met? You don't know anything about. Exactly. But before that, like when, when the first time I went to New York, right. apparently, apparently he asked me to, there were some clothes in the apartment that he wanted me to send to somebody somebody else. That were, it was their clothes that they left. Was it a girl's? No, it was a guy. He was one of, like his top sales guy. And I was like, um, I don't. He's like, he sent me a text. It's like, hey, why are these clothes still here? Because he was in New York and I was back here. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, didn't I ask you to send these to send uh, to this guy? And I was like, uh, I don't recall you telling me to do that. 
He's like, so let me, so just so I'm clear, are you saying that I didn't tell you? I was like, just so I'm clear, I don't remember you telling me, but I don't remember you not telling me. Is your guys' communication done in writing, or will he tell you something? Like, does he send you emails? Hey, get this done. So he has a paper trail of what he's asking you to do and what you're expecting either, of him? He might say it. Verbally? Or it's a text. Okay. So I, it was maybe, verbally, maybe. and I think he told somebody else, like the other assistant, and, and didn't remember. You? Yeah. Because he did, like, I, I remember if someone you told feel me. Like I, he, I never, like, I write everything down. Right. I didn't have it written down, and it wasn't, it wasn't in the, no and it wasn't in the notes of my phone. So I'm like... Whatever. No evidence. And then when he said that, like, if you can't do, if you can't find solutions, you shouldn't work for me, he brought up the clothes. And I asked him, I was like, what can I do to fix it? And he's like, it's good. I was like, all right. Oh, it's good. Cool. It's good. He said it's good. I straight up asked him. He said it's good. When I asked the other dude, like, oh, but no. I was like, if he when, says something's when, good, is it really good? He was like, no. No, see, like, you fuck. Nah, you I should have known that. that a while yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, right off the bat, I feel that way. I feel like when someone says it's good, it's not good. <laughs> like, I feel like that's an automatic. Like, I don't feel like people should, like, just... Sugarcoat. Yeah, don't yeah, sugarcoat. Just say it. So, do you... Oh, man. So, this is... this is. Uh, do you feel like you're at a different place now? Or do you feel like he still questions you to an extent? No. Why? And why? What? Is, so, what did you do to prove him wrong? Because that's a big thing. And in... It, it, I haven't really... I don't, like, I've gotten zero feedback. Okay, so... Zero. Like, why I'm still you, waiting to... Have you given him feedback? Because the first piece of feedback I would give would be like, hey, listen, I mean, he, in order for me to remember everything you want me to do, I'd prefer if it was in an email or a text or some sort of written communication so we can fall back on that. That would be the first piece I would ask for. No? Nah. Mm-mm. Nah. Why not? Why? Things are going at 100 miles an hour all the time. But you're in charge of managing that, so you have to have I'm some structure. I'm in charge of managing his personal life. So then when he wants something done, he needs to communicate it with you in an effective way. He does, way. or he tells one of the other assistants and they let me know. Ah, that's secondhand information, a, though. Or he sends you me can't. a text, like, hey. Like, I'm really on a group text with, like... All the other so assistants. Many, I have so many group texts. Like, like right now, like, his girl, his girlfriend just texts me, asking me some dumb question about a Sonos speaker that I have no idea about. Like, I don't know. Like, why are you... When I first started, every weekend, I got a text from her. This isn't working. Can you do this? Like... I was like, geez, like that's why I was getting anxiety because even on my days off, I was getting blown up to do stuff. I was kind of getting tired of it. And I just started. They fired the other guy that was kind of like the personal assistant. He was an, he was the administrative assistant, and he was just a fuck up. Like he was stupid. Like he kept fucking shit up. Okay. And when we were in New York, he actually fired him. I was like, fuck. Why'd you fire him? Like he was telling, he was showing me stuff because he was fucking. Like even the stuff he was showing the dude me. Dude, that you said up. that you can you go to for answers? No, different oh, okay, dude. different guy. Okay, yeah, totally different guy. He fired him. And I was just like, that made it, that made my job even harder because I literally uh, had no clue. Like, I had to figure out all of his bills, what bills need to be paid, make right. sure all the auto pay set up. Um, you were taking on extra loads, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And I had no idea. Like, I'm, I'm trying to pay my bills, and I got to manage his bills, too. Yeah. No, it, was, it was difficult at first, but now it's to a point to where <clears throat> I know most of the stuff. Okay. And it's literally... When was the last time you guys butt heads? Butted heads? Uh, the Aston Martin. When was that? When December. the freeze? Okay, yeah. so like a couple December, months ago. Yeah. All right, all right. Since so then, progress is being made. Since You're, then, he has hey, no complaints. It, personally, ask for the feedback. Even if it's not from him, from whoever you're working around. What can I do to make to help the team move a little bit? I would. I would definitely ask for feedback. You have to sometimes, especially in an environment where it seems like you could do something wrong without really knowing. You may not know that you're doing something wrong, and you may Oh, it's just, happened a lot. Yeah, so I would be like, hey... And and the, to provide that feedback, man, I would be like, yo, listen, dude, I need a paper trail because you're coming out here and you're telling me that you asked me to do something. I, I don't remember. We need proof. 
we need to have, you know, and for that guy to tell you, hey, when he says it's good, it's not good. I don't want those situations. I don't want those situations where I have to ask you if I need to do something for you and your answer is it's good. No, I need to make sure it's good. So feedback, I think that's crucial. How Okay, so, oh man, I, I really, I, I anticipated, I'm liking this because I anticipated a little bit of a different a different uh, perspective from you. I, I, I assumed that you were in a position where you were learning a lot and you were, not that you're not learning, but that you were learning a lot about like figuring out what you wanted out of life. And you, you said that you're, you still don't so, know. So how, how is this impacting is... your personal life? Other than giving you money to go do things. How is this molding? Like, are you picking up habits that you don't want to pick up? Are you realizing, he hey, really have I don't want to be that. He used to be the biggest asshole. Like, I mean, it sounds like he's an asshole still. Nah. He's, but I think if you're in that much power. Side. Like, they call it, they call it uh, Jeff point up, 5.0. 5.0. Okay, so he's been through different versions. Like, he used to be, like, overboard. Like, I, I would not have worked for him if he was like that still. Like, I think I you have to off. be. I would have probably went off on him. Like, I would have snapped. Don't you think you have to be in the position he's in? You You're kinda, running a multi-million like, dollar company. Like, when I first started, he said he wants me to tell him what to do. Like, he wants me to be, like, intense. Stern. Yeah. Like, he wants me to be intense, and that's not my Because that's what he gives. He, he can't clearly be intense. gives intensity. I can't be intense until I'm comfortable being around you, and I know who you are. Do you think you'll ever get comfortable around him? Uh, yeah. I'm starting to. Uh... Garrett, that's I overthink. I overthink a lot of stuff. Hey, like I overthink everything. Like before I talk, like when I first started, it would take me thirty minutes to send him a text message. It makes sense. It makes sense because you want to present the yourself. Like, hey, like is this cool? Like, like give me some feedback. Because you want to present yourself. This? Yeah. She's like, uh, I would say this. That took me a while to get used to. Now it's just like whatever. Okay. I mean, you. I think you are in a position, man. Especially if you're getting to the point to where you are learning more about him. And, and how his habits and his characteristics are, you could be in a position where you are the person that is stern with him because you personally, and this is just from experience of working with you, you're very direct. And I think that with, with you being direct and you being honest with people, and that's what you do, you provide that honesty, you provide that insight that maybe people are reluctant to acknowledge or they're afraid to acknowledge or maybe they've like blocked it out you will bring that up and you will point that out but you'll also provide some sort of substance behind it you'll say hey listen when you come on when you respond to me this way it creates this type of environment or when you handle a situation this way it creates this to happen i think if you're able to provide that feedback and you're able to say hey listen you wanted me to tell you what you were supposed to do and you wanted me to be intense you have to mimic him it sounds like he's very intense and it sounds like he's very on point you need to get to that position i think it's a great it's a perfect opportunity for you to put yourself in that same position and show him that you can be assertive and I would imagine that he would he would be like, hey, Garrett's the guy that I can go to for extra shit. Let me get him involved in like the technical portions of my life, like the business aspect. And then you can kind of get in and see how that whole machine is run. Unless that's not something you're interested in. But I feel like you could be advantageous in several ra- ways working with this guy. And one of them is being just stern, being intense, creating that. I mean, you're you're taking it and you clearly have an apprehension towards towards. You want to appease people because that's why you were asking for the text messages to be formulated correctly. And you want to, you want to make sure that you're being transparent and clear with someone. But I also think that you want to be, you want to let some, you want to be honest with people. You want to provide people the feedback because you know it'll help them become better. If you can provide feedback to him, oh, yeah, people he just may have sit to... there and go, oh, okay, so Garrett does know what's up. Garrett is, pr- he's not afraid to come at me and say, I need to do this. He's not afraid to come at me and point out my flaws. 
I give him the exact same thing. I've pointed out his flaws, and it's just he's keeping me honest. I'm keeping him honest, and that'll build a whole relationship too, I think. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm just really soaking it all up. Like I have so many friends that are doing like that know what they want to do and are doing it. I'm jealous. So like, I, I am because I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do. Why don't you think you know? I don't think I know. I so don't. if you want to feel like you're comfortable or in the same boat as someone, I don't feel like, like I'm doing this out of fun and this is cool, but I don't know where I would take this. I don't really know See, what I'm I want out of life. That. Like I, I don't I don't know that either. I don't know that answer. Like all I know is I have all these people around me that are successful that are doing things that they want to do. Do you have and any desire time, to start like your own business? Oh, I know for a fact. Like I'm gonna eventually have to. So start you know my own something. Business. You like, know something. Yeah, I do. I know that. Like I'm not gonna <clears> be happy until I start my own business because I hate. It's funny. I'm a personal assistant, but I hate being told what to do. But yeah, like, I hate it. Or under somebody else's guise or control. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind, of, I'm still like I'm being told what to do, but I'm still free. Right, right. Like it's like, yeah, I'm being told what to do, but it's part of my job. Like I got to do this. Yeah. And it's not like you need to do this now. Like. And again, you don't have a quota or an expectation. Your your expectations yeah, just do it. are are do it. find a solution. Yeah, your expectations are based on the circumstances themselves. Exactly, and I don't know all my experience and stuff that I learned can help all the people that I'm friends with with I what think, they're doing. I think like that's powerful. And that's where I think you are gaining some knowledge as you're you're so close to someone that is so impactful on a on an industry and on a business where I think you are eventually going to pick up some habits and pick up some some key points that you recognize that he does. You're already picking out that he's healthy and he's into being fit and he's into taking care of himself. He clearly likes to likes to be loud and 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 present himself in a larger than life fashion. You personally, you are surrounded with tons of people that are doing their own things, and I can yeah, and yeah. I can speak I think from firsthand because I've worked with all of them. I worked with Jay Brooke, with Tanner. I've worked with a lot of people that you've worked oh, yeah, with. I got a chef, Tanner, the the chef. Shout and, out to Tanner Bird. We got something planned for him with Austin like, Local. He, you know, one He's got Food Network TV show. Sons uh, of Masters are very powerful. Uh, they've been uh, obviously Jay Brooke was on this this podcast, uh, episode nine. If anybody's a fucking hip hop fan, listen to Jay Brooke. Check that episode out. Sons of Masters, we've worked with them very closely. You are definitely surrounding your, yourself with people that have intention and and know what they want out of life. I think it's a matter of you just kind of cherry picking now, picking out what what you like and what you don't like. You know that you want to start your own thing. I just don't know what. That makes sense. Makes In, sense. I don't know, everybody I talk to when I tell, like, you know, talking talking to older people, just random people at the office, everybody, oh, you're young, you're young. Yeah, I heard that 10 years ago, and it's 10 years later, and I'm How still trying to figure it out. I'm 29. 29. I'll, I'll be 30, 30 at the end of this year. I mean, and I'm just like, I'm 30. Mm-hmm. I and I feel like I feel like I'm just now kind of going, oh, I need to do this to figure out what I want to do. And, like, I have, like, an outlet, and I can be creative. Do you see yourself being put in a position where you can maybe start working towards figuring out what you want to do? I've been trying. Like even when what are like, you trying? When I worked for when I worked for Jamie, uh, like literally that's what she did. Like the she podcast life, guru. Yeah, she yeah. knew life coaches. Like when she had her event where she had a bunch of people down. Uh, like I talked to like life coaches. Like he was just like, bro, you just gotta do stuff. Like you gotta try it, see if you like it or not. Are you so, are you t- are you trying different things? Are you staying active? Really staying busy? I, I, I'm staying busy with this job just because it's, I work dark to dark. But it's not opening up any doors it, or providing no, it's you not, It's not opening up a door to, for me to figure out what I want to do at all. And that's probably, I've been stuck trying to figure out what I want to do for probably like yeah, that was a dialogue we had. That was a dialogue we had when we were working together, and yeah, it was and just it earlier has, and this and year. Has, and it has not changed. And see, that's something that and it sucks. Like I, I read books. I try to read, th- like read. 
try to figure out what I would like. And honestly, I'm not going to read anything. Nobody can tell me anything until I experience it. Like I'm an experienced person. Like that's how I learn too. Like I don't learn from very hands on. Yeah. Like, I'm hands on. I have to see it. I have to do it. That's how I learn it. And I guess that's kind of why this job has kind of gotten better because there wasn't something I could just read. It was literally just doing it and experiencing it. That's how I learned everything. Right. Um, I don't know. It sucks. Why? What sucks? Not knowing what I want to do. But don't you t- – I, and I don't. And, again, I, I, I have ideas. I know that because I – Because I know <laughs> if I knew what I was doing, I'd be very good at it. Right, right. Because ev- growing up, if I – like, when I was doing something, like, I knew I wanted to do it or I, this is what yep. I wanted to do. Yep. I did it, and I did it well. Yeah, sport, whatever. When oh, you, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, when I did, when I did karate, I, I, was, I was pretty quick at, at – you know, I picked it up quick – baseball i was on all-star teams things like that like when i did sports i excelled but you kind of you have to be interested in one and you have to be interested to the extent to where you're willing to challenge yourself try things and be a little bit not be afraid to fail but understand that you are gonna fall you are gonna kind of hit roadblocks when i knew what i wanted to do what when was that and what did what was it well i'll use sports as an example like I was very good at sports. Like, I was always the smallest person, but I was better than everybody. Like, okay. I was quicker. I was faster. Like, my main sport was I played soccer and basketball. Right. Like, those were my main sports. Right. Like, growing up, you ask anybody that used to know me when I was younger, they'd be like, oh, he's going to go D1. He's going to do this, this, and this. Like, I was really good at soccer. But then I ended up getting hurt in high school, and that was my motivation for school in the first place mm-hmm. was sports. Like, okay. can't play sports if I don't have good grades. That, that, was, what, that was what motivated me to for school. Right. And I, I was good at it. Like, couldn't nobody tell me that they were better than me in something. Like, that's how I was. Like, I wasn't cocky about it. You but still are. You still are competitive. It showed. You still are like, very It showed confident. when I was playing. Like, when I was on the soccer field, like, everybody knew that I was the best player on the field. Okay. And, I don't know, I haven't had that feeling in a very long time. But, I mean, you're, how old were you when you were playing soccer and the best on the field? I mean, shit, that was over... Like 12, yeah. 15, 15 yeah. years so, ago. So no, that's ago. adolescent Garrett. That's adolescent so, so little Garrett with no developed brain. No, no that's no, little I adolescent knew. Garrett. I knew. I, st- I knew. Like, if I wouldn't have got hurt, like, the serious injury that I had, uh, I knew. So, a part of me, I, w- I guess I was in the same spot. When I was, like, in my early 20s, I knew that I wanted to be in a band. And I did it. And we, we played shows, toured, did the whole thing, made albums, did the deal. And it just didn't work out for whatever reasons. But looking back figuring out what I want to do now I do know that I want to do something as far as like communication or being in front of people delivering a message to people whatever it may be but at the same time I don't really know what direction I want to go but I get I get excited and I get I get extra motivated and extra intense when I'm thinking of these ideas when I'm thinking no y'all good dude we gotta play footsies it's cool everybody doesn't uh, I get intense when it comes to like developing those ideas and me and me and Trent have been in the fucking trenches lately dude like Awesome Live and Local I'll admit it on on here has just been we've been button heads our, our, we haven't been on the same wavelength and it's been causing issues and, re- and just yesterday and today we kind of had this just really deep discussion where we were like listen we're in the middle of like this tornado and we're trying to like grab onto things so we don't fucking get tossed around when in reality we just gotta you gotta kind of be that drunk person in the car accident it sucks but a prime example so my mom had a really good friend growing up who was really drunk and she fell off a cliff and because she was really drunk her body just kind of absorbed the impact she didn't brace she didn't brace or try to tense up or try to not fall or like put her arm out to catch herself and break her arm or break her shoulder right she just kind of let 
her body just kind of went with it because she was all fucked up and she had some bumps and some bruises and like a broken jaw. But it could have been a lot worse because she fell like 30 feet. And it, yeah, and it was, yeah. And so it was, it, you got to kind of be that. You got to kind of be in that position where, man, shit's, shit's kind of coming at me. I just got to kind of roll with the punches. And, and in doing that, it's tough. But it's also opened some doors where now our ideas are kind of flowing. And now we're on like this new page where we realize, okay, we were doing this. It wasn't working. We were doing this. It wasn't working. This, however, did work. And we have the resources to like amplify that. You've got to have some sort of idea. That's probably my problem is I don't talk to enough, enough people. But what would you do? Like, okay, if you had a million dollars, like your guy says, if it can be solved with a million dollars, it can be done. Do it. If you had a million dollars, there's nothing that you think that you would do. You wouldn't build like a museum or fucking have a th- have a thing. You wouldn't create something. You wouldn't learn music. Um, you wouldn't do. I would invest it. <laughs> I would invest a lot of it to where I wouldn't have to. I'd probably chill for a little bit, and then I don't know. Try to fi- I kind of go with the flow. Like at the same time, I like to be organized, but at the same time, with experiencing life, I feel like you kind of just got to go with it. Absolutely have to. I think that's my. It's like I have two I have two philosophies that I have in my head and they always like What are they? They I don't have like a I don't I don't have an exact way to explain it, but like go with the flow. Like I like to be I like structure. Okay. Like I'm good with structure. Right. But then I also like to be free. Okay. That's why I know I need my own business cuz if I have my own business, it's going to be structured the way I want it. Mhm. But then it's my business. I can do what I want. That's you're in complete control. Exactly. You're able to do what you want. You're free. It's the best and of both worlds. You want to hope that you can devise a plan and create structure so it's successful. Exactly. I so structure has been a structure is how my life started. Like, structure has been yeah military. You, mil, mil, like when your parents are in the military, you grow up and you experience and you just like it's a feeling like it's different. Right. Like even all my friends like. We're all different, but we're all the same. Yeah, like we're all to how you guys learn, how you guys get attention, how you guys uh, adapt in situations. You all went through that that same basic. You got basic skills. You got basic skills that people that aren't from military families don't get. You got that drill type session. You got that. Hey, get up, do your bed, get dressed, get your shit in order. By eight o'clock, you're gonna have A, B, and C done. Oh, when I was younger, every Saturday was like spring clean. Like you know, you know, spring cleaning. Oh, we're gonna you dust. No, yep. that was every Saturday. Yep. Like, we woke up at 6 a.m. to spring clean That's in the funny, house. That's funny, because my mom has OCD, and she oh. dusting was mom, something we did every weekend. Too. Like, she's in the every military, weekend, has dusting. OCD, and my dad. Like, <coughs> he's a drill sergeant. So He's like, shouting orders constantly. Exactly. That's his life. Like, hand in your face, like, you need to do this, this, and this. Why didn't you do this? Why and are you the only lazy? way that you're going to get him to respond appropriately is to do what he says. Because he's a drill it. sergeant. Yep. Exactly. Once you do it, you've approved. You, you've passed. Yep, you're good. It's, oh, man, it's... But I, lo- I loved it. Like, I loved how my parents were so strict to me when I was younger. But as I got older, like, and that's all my friends. Like, our parents were sh- really strict. And as we got older, and they seen how, like, we could handle certain situations, seen that we were more mature. Fuck, man. Like, the reins were released. This is fucking, this is fucking me up right now. Because I wish Trent was here. Because literally, our, our the main point of our discussions for the last two days. And the, in the last two days, our mindset and our, our, our approach to the live streams is completely 180 degrees different from what it was Tuesday night. So in those last two days, in the last 48 hours, we've had some very serious discussions, and they are all based around a structure. And we weren't getting anywhere. So January, we had a very, very, very good January. We had Jay Brook on. We had a bunch of guests on. But it was structured. We had them planned out a month in advance, all four guests, all four weeks, what we were going to talk about, what we were going to do. 
<clears throat> and we fell out of that routine. And now we're like scrambling yeah, and it's structure. frustrating. And so I've, we've had to kind of just be real with each other and be honest and provide the feedback. And now that we've got it all out and it's kind of worked its way through, now we're like, okay, you need to do ABC. I need to do ABC. And that's how we're going to get this mission done. And it's, it's kind of coming together and it's coming together really, really fast because now that we know what the solution is, it's, we're just going to keep working until we hit another roadblock to try to figure out a solution for you being so structured and you having that type of, of background and that type of experience, it really seems like the only thing that you're missing is that image. You need that image, but once you have it, you'll be able to get the structure to formulate the plan and the and the construct of whatever the, the business model is or whatever the idea it's is. It's funny you say that because a couple of years ago, when I originally worked at T-Mobile, my, the guy was my boss. Uh, this guy, his name's Arthur. I'll never okay. forget him. He's the coolest dude ever. If there's something that T-Mobile has done, has provided some 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 serious like they, they, T-Mobile definitely highlights characters. In well, people. I lived, I like grew up in military bases, so this dude he was straight from Iraq. Like he was born there, raised there, and then he moved to the U.S. And one when thing did he, he move said, to the U.S.? I couldn't give you exact times. Pre or post 9/11? Post. Like he okay, told, so like during he worked, during the conflict, like he worked for the Iraq military, like with yeah. the U.S. Like he, that's what he did. Oh, okay, like okay. He, like he, okay. He, he, he worked. He worked very well. deeply involved. In it. Yeah. All right. And one, the, when I quit T-Mobile, when I got a job at AT and T and moved to Austin, that was one thing that he said to me. He's like, "It's funny how he talks. He has a hard accent. He's like, get it. Whatever you do, you're gonna own your own business one day, and you're gonna be successful. That was the exact words. I'll, I'll never forget him saying that. And I knew it, like. You got, like, I knew it. Like, I know that if I figure out what I want to do, I'm going to be good at it. So do you, is that a, is that a. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. Is that a cushion? Is that a cushion for you? Or does that provide you any type of solace? Not hope, but does just that inclination that you know. It's kind of that, it's that, it's that. It's like that 5% in my It's your instinct. It's your instinct. You know. Your body knows. Your mind knows. Your stomach. Whatever part of you knows that you're going to run your own business one day and you're going to be successful. Does that instinct provide you any type of comfort like do you have any sense no. of urgency so then Ur- yeah i am but i've learned that because i feel like if urgency, you know it stress it stressed me out but it's okay but you can't have both though because if you're getting stressed out by the the sense of urgency that you need but your mind is telling you that hey don't worry you're gonna own your business your own business one day but what if your mind your mind's been I'm telling you that impatient. for the last 10 years i'm very impatient what if your mind's been telling you that for the last 10 years though are you going to go another 10 years just knowing that you're eventually going to start a business? You got to start asking some tough questions. You got to start laying down some foundations. What would you do? There's got to be something music, nothing. No, like growing, I I hated, like I remember in elementary school, like trying to force us to sing. Yeah. You can't force anything either because then it becomes a product of somebody else's shit. I think that's why I hated, I hate taking orders now. Like, which is so funny because you're in the fucking personal like, assistant. I know. I'm a personal assistant. I like structure, like, oh, but no. I hate being told what to do. And I think that's why my last relationship sucked because she was bossy. And like, is that I had the one to that's do, crazy? Yes. And that was like, oh, no. I literally had to oh, do no. everything she said and how she wanted. And, we'll get and on everybody that. that knows me knows like I'm not like that. Like I used to be very intense. Like I used to snap. Like, like I used to be a loose cannon. Like I would I get mad it. quick. I can see it. And I'd blow up. I can see it. And you're just you have to, you have conviction, man, behind what you say and what you talk about when you believe in something, and that's again why I admire you, and that's why I talked about when you first when we first started the the, the episode is you're very convicted, and you're very you're gonna be real with people, you're gonna tell them how it is, 
and there's that's a driving force. That is something that's very powerful. You just got to find and something you want to do, man. Like, they know that's how I like. They know like, hey, like I don't wait on people. Like no. if I say I'm leaving at this time, like I will leave you, and they're not gonna get mad at me because they know that I'm like that. It's like, no bullshit. No bullshit. Yeah, like no bullshit. It, it is what it is. It's a like, motto that we've been talking about lately. No bullshit from anybody. Like, I, but what's funny is you take bullshit from somebody every day because you're a personal exactly. assistant. Exactly. And it, oh, every job man. I've had, every every sales job I've had, I've had to take bullshit from people, and I'm just I'm I. Uh, did what about okay so you're you're at a point in your life where you're 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 comfortable you're enjoying the experiences you're having but you know that there's more out there and there's there's a bigger purpose that you're supposed oh yeah, to fulfill like, so what do you do you take the and i'll give you a prime example. did somebody knock did you hear that might have been my foot okay um I have a, I, I talk about him very frequently on this show. Uh, he was actually one of the hiring managers at T-Mobile that, that got me my job. His name's Chris Rubio. Um, he recently left T-Mobile and has been traveling the world for like the past couple months, and he's doing it for a year, and he's documenting it. And the whole purpose of him doing this is to just find his role. He says that he wants to, he like he enjoys writing. He, he used to write comics. He enjoys doing blogs. He enjoys doing like podcasting, things like that. He enjoys documenting experiences and sharing it with people. So he's doing that in an attempt to just produce something, whatever it is. But he's hoping to find his calling. And the name of the project is, is called uh, Become What You Mean. And he's taken that, he's taken the extreme form of it. And I talk about it a lot because it's gutsy, but he has, he's quit his job. He had money saved up. He's traveling the world for a year. He's planned it out. He's with his friend. He's documenting it. He's sharing it with the world. That's his plan. That's his method. That's what he's going to do at the end of the year. Wherever he's at, he'll go from there. Have you ever thought about putting yourself in a situation like that where you're, you're taking yourself out of your element to kind of discover yourself or kind of discover what it is you do want? Cause I did in some way when I took that ten months off. Like, what did you do? Like, you have no, like it felt so good going to sleep and waking up knowing no. that you did not have to do something. So then, what is it that you're gonna do? Because you clearly like that lifestyle of being your own do. boss like, and doing I, your own I thing. Like the being but you gotta have a revenue. You gotta have like, an income. You've got to be making money somehow. You've got to be in able today's to world. What really mean like okay yeah in the United States we're free like. Like we're free. Like we're free to do certain things. Other countries can't do some stuff that we do. Right, right. But to me, like in the U.S., to be truly free is having money. Like having money is like the true freedom. Have in you the looked US in? Do you believe in like a like a universal income? Have you looked into that at all? What do you mean? Uh, so universal income would be like, like residual income. Yeah, or like everybody gets a thousand dollars a month just for basic necessities, and then it 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 allows people to be less yeah. less dependent on 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 the system. It allows people to be less dependent on this nine to five. They're allowed to be a little bit more creative. Like if you're housing, like basically, if everybody was given a thousand dollars a month, that's at least a portion of how of rent in most places oh, if in I was the country. A thousand dollars a month that would cover all my bills. Right. Okay, so then, cover rent in my car. So then you're working less stressed. So you're working, getting money less stressed because the money that you're getting from working goes towards pleasures. It goes towards pleasure. It goes towards saving. And, and that's and the universal income. Yeah. And it's it's supposed to rejuvenate the economy. It's supposed to create new economic opportunities. Uh, several countries around the world right now are practicing little parts of it. Uh, Switzerland is a country, yeah, I, I believe. Say, I know Switzerland does it. Yeah, I mean, Sweden does it too. Yeah, a bunch of different countries are are, are implementing like Germany beta programs. To an too. Beta programs yeah. because they want 
want to see how it does affect the economy. And and Obama did it with this with the stipulate with the what is it called the stimulus checks that he launched like in two thousand nine like right after he took office he did the stimulus checks and everybody got like five hundred bucks or whatever they it was a it was a percentage of your annual income that you got and the point was to reinvest it into the economy to drive certain types certain certain markets you know everybody in the in the the harder pressed areas Detroit the fucking slums of of, of New that York go, whatever it, can it may go two be ways though it can because but, people if you don't have money you don't know how to manage money like correct. I still like I've had. I've had I've had a ch- time where I had a lot of money in my bank account and I managed it well because I didn't want to work so, so the whole, I I made it I can make money stretch but I don't I still don't manage my money well. The whole testing system is to see how it how it coincides with other facets of life. So the big thing that that I think the United States and this is what a lot a, a big argument of that is is if it was to be implemented in the United States, you're essentially glorifying assisted income. You're essentially glorifying Ooh. the 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 disability and honestly all going to do is make people program. buy shit. You're either going to be buying clothes, shoes, cars or you're going to be buying drugs. So they or talk alcohol, about so they addiction. talk about but listen like, they talk about making that a little bit more uniform. They talk about reducing the state, the the, the federal benefits. So say, hey, if you want to get unemployment, okay, yes, you can get unemployment, but you have to pass certain things like drug tests and things like that. And that unemployment is only going to be a portion because you already get enough money to pay for your rent. So that unemployment that you're getting maybe isn't necessarily what it would be if we didn't have like a universal income type of plan. The point is, is you have to, you have to, if you're going to implement, if you're going to implement that type of system, it has to merge with other systems. But I, I, the universe, we, we're getting on the universal income topic because, like you said, money is you need money regardless. You like, need money in order you can't to survive. Do nothing in the U.S. without money. Correct. Nothing. A universal income would provide a little bit of additional freedom for people if they managed it properly. And again, you have to intertwine it with other systems to make it work effectively. But that's an idea that would give pe- that would give more people maybe more opportunities. But it's also not going to make lazy people work harder. It's also not going to make people that work hard already work any less harder or any more hard because you're just you're you're now giving them almost a little bit of a handicap you're giving them a little bit of a boost it depends on people's mindset because i know a friend that like he would and can you really manage 300 million people with their money no you're not people aren't going to use it wisely people are going to be stupid with it um, unemployment they should do community <laughs> service like give people food give it pay for their rent but they have to do community service hey so picking, you, up, picking up trash can or, you recycle bottles and cans here in texas you can but you have to pay so you don't get money for it then, like California, I mean, you can go like, and recycle like in New York, and like money. when when I was younger, we used to do like we went to a national soccer tournament. How we raise money yeah. every weekend, recycle we'd cans. Go, once a month in the weekend, we go to people's doors, door to door. Hey, can we get your recyclables? We're trying to go on this trip. Can you do that here in Texas? You can, but you have to take it to the dump. Like it's it's a hassle. Mm. Like okay. it's a big hassle. There's not like recycling centers like, like yeah, grocery stores. You, yeah, in a grocery store in New York, you can go take all your bottles. Same in California. Yeah, there's a place that, in the parking lot. Five cents. Yep. Get your five cents for each bottle. You just push it in a it. thing. It counts. Yeah. It. yeah, it gives you the check. You go and you yeah, cash yeah, it in easy, the store. It's done. Easy money. Like, California similar. Literally, I got. I w- if they had it in Texas, I probably wouldn't work. Straight up. Yeah, California is the same way. I mean, you're definitely not me. I mean, we. I mean, I would probably be doing other stuff on the side, like multiple things, but I wouldn't work. Like why? Why? Why work? I could literally go ask people for cans and bottles. I could go to people's party, go to frat house. Well, I mean, they'd probably be doing the same thing. No lie, money though. For it, but. No lie. So we were talking about this the other day, me and my girlfriend, and we were talking about the impact on, like, the homeless. And the when and I was talking about this a couple weeks ago, but when I moved out here to Austin, one of the only complaints we've got with how awesome this city is and how progressive and how beautiful it is and, and just everything that comes through and it, it's boosting the economy. People are coming here and making it a fantastic place to live and it's still affordable obviously it's gonna get more expensive but when we first moved out here the only complaint people had was like the homeless right 
And in California, that's what that's what a lot of the homeless population does is they'll go around and they'll collect cans, they'll collect just recyclables and you know, it mitigates it a little bit. It doesn't solve the issue, but Austin's so rampant with like the homeless situation well, in Austin is really, the really bad. Right is now. literally on campus downtown. Seventh like, Street is the it mecca. Makes no sense. And like, the, the wonder why all that bad stuff's happening. Like, there's no reason why we should have a, a big old homeless shelter in the middle of downtown on a state university's campus. And it's just a mix. Doesn't make no sense. That's a yeah. That's a whole other. That's a whole other like discussion. And I don't know. But so the opportunities, but see, with that type of like recycling thing, there's opportunities in different states. There's different opportunities in different areas you go. How do you expect to find out what you want to do without putting yourself in different situations? Like you've been in the same, you've been in Texas your whole life, right? Oh, not military brat. Oh, that's right. That's right. You were, that's right. You were in Germany for a while, right? And so you are experienced. So how, where, where do you think is the difficulty in finding out what you do want to do? Because you are experienced, you, you've you've been different places, you've lived around the world, you've had. I think you, before it was. I don't want to like. That's the reason why I didn't finish school. I didn't want to. I didn't know what I wanted to do. First of all, so okay. I wasn't motivated to finish. Right. And I didn't want to be like people that are older, our older generation, stuck doing a job for 30, 40 years that they hate and that they're miserable at. Yeah. Like I did just not, to get that social security at the end of the life. Yeah, and, I did yeah. not want to do that. I did not, I didn't want to join the military. Like I feel like I was in the military my whole life from my parents and all my friends' parents. Like I didn't want to do that. And that's one, one thing that my parents said, they joined the military. So I would not have to join the military and I didn't, but I don't know. Still, still haven't figured it out. Still haven't figured it out. All right, I'm going to go take a piss real quick, and I'm going to pause. So think about it for a second, and we'll pick back up. Okay, and we're back. I just took a piss. Um, yeah, man, I, I I, mean, we can wrap this portion up because I know that we, we've got a lot to talk about and coming up on some time here. But um, I think it is important to to kind of do like a self-discovery piece maybe. So if I don't know. What what, what, are, you, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do to to get that answer are you or are you just kind of going with it right now are you going with the flow do you feel any sense of urgency and if you do what are you doing for it i don't feel any urgency i'm kind of going with the flow um i don't know like is there anything you're observing that that, like like sports you're huge into sports man why don't you think about going down that route why don't you think about commentating or doing something cool like something creative like all that stuff like talking about sports it'd be a writer or be a journalist. Do you blog ever? You write, type? Do you ever do anything like crazy? No? Uh, like, I was always good at English. I was good at writing papers, but I didn't have a passion for it. You have a character. You have a little bit of a character, man. You're very stern. You are very intense. You, you're, you're, you're knowledgeable. You know what you're talking about. You articulate your message well. Like a, like a sports podcast would be kind of cool. Do you know who's someone who I think has a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge and I, or not a lot, of, a lot of creative ideas is Johnny. Johnny from God. Yeah, he does. we've been we've been talking with him a lot lately because we got something we're working always, on with him. He always has a thousand things going on at once. Always. Yeah, it seems like it. But he's someone that can manage it. He can. That's 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 his person. That's how he's he's always been like that. Like he's always like has to stay busy. going, going, yeah, going. Eight going different things. Miles an hour. Yeah. Um, it's funny. All it's funny. All my friends that I have that are somehow connected. Like, like we're all military family. Like a lot of times we're away from each other, but since we're all in the same parents were in the same branch of the military, like we met people all different around the world and we all ended up back in Texas. So what are you doing right now? So you're 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 clearly just like and I I love how you say that you're just sitting back going with the flow and you say it with confidence. And that to me 
is reassuring because it seems like you're just trusting you're 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 letting Jesus take the wheel without being kind of like cheesy sounding and you're just trusting the universe you're trusting what's going to be presented to you what you're going to get out of it well, trusting your I, instincts if I stress about it it's going to drive me crazy like I, I try like the last couple of years I've been trying to get rid of stress but you say you're few you say you feel urgency though so then to I what mean, degree do you feel it and because I'm ready to be successful and, and do what I want to do because I know when I figure out what I want to do I'm going to be good at it okay that's it. So what steps? What steps? I want to follow it. You so uh, I, you're you're gonna come back on here obviously, and we're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna follow in five years. You're gonna be on this, and you're gonna be like, "Hey, I'm doing this now," and it's gonna be a good a good way to kind of gauge because I I, I and one of the reasons I reached out to you is because I felt that you were put in a position again. You've always talked about what you wanted out of life and what what your expectations of life are. And I've admired that. And I saw you getting into this position and taking this opportunity. And in my mind, it was perfect for you. Because I was like, Garrett's going to be put into a situation where he's tested. He's put into a situation that's something that he's going to be happy with because he's not doing sales. And he's going to be given the opportunity to, um, I don't want to say grow and, and sound weird about it, but you were going to be given the opportunity to kind of be you yeah be you be more free than you would at a corporate job because you are dealing with someone on a, on a personal level you are talked to in a, in a in an informal way you know you're not dealing with business or customers or dealing with the business aspect of the corporate world you're dealing with someone who you're dealing with someone's personal life who runs that so you're allowed to be a little bit more informal you don't have to be so minding your p's and q's you don't have to present yourself to an audience or to a customer base you get to be real in the situation you're in on a daily basis and that's what gets you paid and you're almost expected to be real you are expected to be intense and to handle things how you would in your normal life because that's what we're paying you for even like dress code like you know the dress code in the office is it's awesome like jeans button-up shirt polo yeah yeah polo and you know everybody comes wearing you know most people wearing slacks and button-up shirts like that's what they wear me, I'm wearing you know, jeans, collar shirts, bright colors. Have you gotten shit for it? No. No? No. I wear, I wear whatever I want. Yeah? That's cool. Uh, I know people look at me like, oh, I know they wish they could do what I do. So I literally like... You're, just, you're in a spot, man, that I'm just like, fuck. I fucking get you're better. like Honestly, a fly on a wall in the I'm like hoping really that me working situation. directly with him gets me a job to where I can work with somebody else. Like another CEO? Another CEO that I feel like I connect more on a personal level. Hopefully an African-American. Okay. Uh, and or someone that's mixed, like white, black, because we'd relate, we'd relate a lot. Okay. Like we'll even we'll go back to music. Like my, one of my favorite people are that I like mixed? listening to, I am. You are, yeah. My mom's white, straight from South Dakota, one of the okay. whitest states there is. Yeah, Fargo, dude, North Dakota. But that's, still. Yeah, that's North Dakota. She's from the South we side. Saw, we, saw, uh, we went and saw last night. Uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. It's from the, I want to say it's the, the guys that did Fargo, Coen Brothers, I want to say. But it's her, it's the chick, it's Sam Rockwell, it's all the guys, that were, all the people that were in Fargo. It was really good. It was but, really good. I don't know why I brought that up. But. My dad's, you know, dad's from the Caribbean. So, like, even with music, like Drake and J. Cole. Do you think that they're it's... They're both, like, the things that, things that I experienced are different than what a black dude experiences and what a white dude experiences. Right, and especially since you grew up in Germany. You grew up in a whole well, other country. Well, I grew up in a bunch of different places. So I've lived in, I've, I've almost been, to, I've been to every single state except for two. There's only two states that I've not been to. Whether which, it's driving through, visiting, living. Which two? Hawaii and California. 
never been to California. Oh, I don't there's three because I've never been to Nevada either. So th- those are the three states that I've never been to. Every other state I've either driven through, hung out in, been in. Every I state. would, I would, if we can ever make it work out, legitimately, I'd love to take you to California. And I honestly, feel like I, I would, could give I you w- the ideal I California want a free trip experience. Recently, so are you going? I mean, I can, I can go whenever for the next year. I think I got like forty cities to choose from. I don't remember if California was on the list. Hey, dude. If it, it, I know anyway, Vegas was for sure on the list. Anyway, I was, so I'm doing a festival there in March, but I go back all the time. This March? Yeah, yeah, the 16th to the 18th. I'll, I'll talk about it at the end of the episode. I always pitch it at the end of the episode, but yeah, I've got a, I've got a festival I'm working out there. Obviously, I'm gonna go back and see friends and family because it's in my hometown. So I have the uh, the luxury of being able to do that. But I'm I'm always about doing trips, man. And I think if there's anything that's pushed me towards a different a different level of of lifestyle that I want or if there's anything that's driven me to to work harder it's moving to Austin for sure and i think that going out of your comfort zone and and, and experiencing other states california i tell people all the time it's so especially southern california it's so similar to austin it's so similar to like the booming industry if you were able to get into a position, so do you feel like you, you bring up the fact that you're mixed and that, that, that you may be experiencing things differently than the average black person, the average white person? Obviously you are because you're military yeah, for family. Sure. Just you're in another country for the good portion of your life. You're with military people. You're not with you know the civilian yeah, population yeah, all in, the time. Like military military communities are diverse. Like. Is, is there, so is there something socially that speaks out to you at all? Do you feel like you need to... Is there something that gravitate that you gravitate towards that's like a social message or like a cultural message? I think I just understand people and understand that people are different. Okay. Like I feel like it's a very simple concept. Like I don't care what people do. I don't care. I don't care where people come from. Like, I mean, I care like you know, like where they came from, how they grew up, and their culture. Because but, it's important to who they are. Yeah. Not not to be judgmental or to yeah, tr- even on the opposite or to end make, of, or to make or to make uh, prejudices or to or to or to formulate an opinion. You just do so so you can learn about them. Yeah, because like I said, growing up, like I got shit from the black kids. Like, oh, you're you're the white mixed. boy. Yeah, being a I got shit mm-hmm. from the white kids. Of course, you know I'm the black guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I got it. I got it from both ways. <clears> so I I understand. And I don't know, dealing with that when I was younger made me understand people more okay okay so for sure does any of that gravitate do you gravitate towards any of that still like, like do you what? feel i don't know i'm i'm like I, wanting to be like i don't know make social change yeah or or or, or be no. involved in some sort of movement be involved in some sort of like i wouldn't want to better head it. in betterment not headed but i mean but i mean you, you, you I'd put my two cents in you for definitely sure. you're definitely opinionated and you definitely know how to like this like i think you and me are flowing really well i think you and me are having a good conversation you know you know how to articulate your message and how to make a point and I think you just need something to be passionate about. I think you need something to really get behind and go, you know what? This is what I want to be yeah, involved I in. I couldn't. I don't have a passion. Like, Get the fuck out. Something, I don't have, have a, something. I'm not, I'm not passionate about anything. Like, I'm not. Sports, you are. You're fucking crazy about sports. We were talking about the Super Bowl, and you, this is how you described it. You go, for me, it was a horrible matchup. The worst matchup, as and, uh, except for fucking Patriots-Cowboys yeah, or whatever. I said it was the second worst matchup in that's how you, but th- So that's how invested personally. you are. But you're invested. You're invested. Okay, first of all, I'm a Giants fan. And you went to New York. I'm a Giants. I'm a New York Giants fan. I hate the Eagles. I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Redskins. And, of course, I hate the Patriots. From an athletic and a game standpoint, did you think it was a powerful game? It was a good game. I enjoyed it. You think Nick Foles did well? Yeah, he did. Big Dick Nick? Yeah, I did. He did did very well. Fantastic. I think very well. Dude. 
I think he did I'm very surprised. well. That's that's I analyzed it from the athleticism. I, I and I I know football, but I don't know it nearly as deep as you or Emmanuel well, or anybody else. I didn't know him personally, but my high school we played against him in high school. Like yeah. he was good at yeah, basketball. Yeah, he was out here from Austin. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He went to he went to Westlake. It's funny. I work with a bunch of people that actually went to Westlake. I'm like, yeah, like. Austin, oh, Austin went crazy. That whole, that whole, yeah, the whole two days was Nick Foles' coverage. Oh yeah, West, West uh, Austin Westlake has. They two interviewed quarterbacks, his coach. They interviewed several people. Two quarterbacks from Austin Westlake in the Super Bowl. They're both two and zero. Drew Brees, Nick Foles. They both wore number nine. Nick Foles was fire. They in both, the Super like, Bowl. both went to Westlake. Both wore number nine. That's that's. Have you been watching crazy. the Olympics? I have not actually. I have the only thing I watched was the opening ceremonies. Uh, when uh, and I don't know the biggest thing that stood out to me, which. It probably wasn't nothing real, but seeing Korea come out together, that was kind of it was, it was, it was a little strange. So we talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago, but they actually, in that invitation, so there was like an initial um, engagement between the two, and they were like, "Hey, are we gonna are we gonna be uh, are we gonna come out simultaneously during this during the opening ceremony? Are we gonna be cordial? Are we gonna how are we gonna do this?" And I guess it opened up a dialogue to where North Korea and South Korea are kind of talking about re reemerging. And that's a weird, like, I don't know. I think that's a very, 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 like, important issue that people... I don't know. He needs to... I don't, I don't, South Korea should let... He needs to fix North Korea first before they try to merge everything. Because that's... It's crazy. It's crazy. Did you hear about the people that... Did you hear about the defectors that Trump went and talked to? Mm-mm. So Trump went and talked to... I don't, I, I don't know. I was reading a story about it. I think it was, it was on Newsy. So if you guys are on Stitcher, you can listen to Newsy. Newsy has a uh, real quick one-minute, two-minute... Uh, just news bulletins and what they do is they provide the facts they don't provide it from like a leftist a, a, a left wing agenda or a right or a right wing agenda they they just provide the facts hey it was this person he was caught at this time this is what they're reporting and that's how they do it so they they talked about the uh, there was a couple of defectors from North Korea that uh, the US interviewed because they want to know what conditions are over there. They want to know what it's like, how they defected. And they also were malnourished. They were, you know, underfed. They were being, they were pretty much in a state of, like, deterioration. Like, they were trying to escape. You know, they were, they were, they were running for their lives just to have some sort of safety and sanctuary. And so <clears throat> when we interviewed them, a couple of them would only be interviewed if it was filmed and recorded. So they, they were for safety. And some of them would only do it behind, like, a barrier, like a glass you know, like when you go and you do a lineup, you know, like that, and you can see the people, but the people can't see you. That's how they wanted to be interviewed, because they were giving out information about North Korea. That they'd get killed for. Yeah, dude. And then they didn't know who to trust. And it's that's a very weird aspect of, of because they're getting testy, too. And I've been talking about this for, for months. I'm, I'm to the point to where... I think at any time, everybody kind of feels like everything's going to work out, and I think everybody's in this state of being comfortable, but we're very close to war with North Korea. We're very close to, to button heads with Russia on extreme levels, and I think those kind of issues, those kind of social aspects and social issues, anybody that's trying to come up in the world right now and try to start their own business or trying to do something needs to pay attention to all of those things because they directly affect us to some extent, I think. But that might be for another topic and another time. But, I mean, you talk about experiences and you talk about, like, maybe getting under somebody that's a little bit more closer to your social range. And yeah, somebody that I can re- actually that you relate, can relate to, to that I would actually – it's not that I don't respect my current boss, but – but you're I've in never a, had a, a mentor that I, or someone that I can look relate up to. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you're in a position right now where 
you can kind of do that indirectly through social media. You can follow people. You can you can obsess over people See, maybe, but you're different. not going to get that direct that's teaching. The same, that's no. the same as I was going back to where I'm not a like I don't learn by reading a book. Like I learn by actions and actually doing it. Yeah, I can't like follow, following Gary. I followed Gary V before he got big. Do you have a do you have like a three month six month year plan? Like do you what do you what are you hoping to do in like three months six months? I don't. Like before, oh, I like. Here, I love it though. I love it because I expect it goes an against everything that I say because I say I like structure and I, I don't, I don't know. I like. You're just at this fork, dude. You're at this fork in the road. You're at this point in your life. But what I don't get. Everything's situational oh, for me, man. And but it's so fun though. It's fun to kind of. It's fun to analyze this. Well, it's fun not having like, okay, oh, I'm gonna do this in a year because then I'm not stressing out every day. Like, oh, I said in a year I had to do this, this, and this. But a plan. Anything, bro. Anything. My plan is just to, is to do stuff and experience stuff. And that's life. a good plan. That's a good plan. But are you doing so with the intent to find an answer? Do you uh, want to know what you want to do? Are you are I you do. actively looking for what if you I was looking at somebody else and saying you're? I would tell myself. Are no. you ignoring it or are you acknowledging it and trying to find an answer of with what you want to do in life? I acknowledged it, but I could probably be doing more. Okay. to figure it out see that's and that's what i hope but translates what to people more can i do to figure it out is the question that i'm trying to figure out now okay and that's what i hope resonates with people that are listening is you have someone and again i brought you on here because you are very knowledgeable and you and you speak well and you're you're you are very honest with yourself and what you want and you're in a position that a lot of people i think would would kill to be in being so close to someone that's powerful, that's running a company, that's, you know, very industry-wise, very much involved with with the way businesses ran, entrepreneurship, whatever it may be, you're in a position where people would kill to be in, and you're still questioning what you want to do, and you're still unsure, and that's so powerful for everybody that's in that situation because if you're in that situation currently and you're in a job that you don't like, the next immediate step for them should be to get into something that they do enjoy. Well, that's part because of me not settling least, either. Like, you're not, and you're, but and you're, but you're forcing yourself to be put in a position where people question you. You have someone that could be be abrasive towards you and can come at you hostily and 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 informally and and maybe threatening in a way. But you're just you're willing to accept it because you're out to seek some sort of 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 confirmation or some sort of answer from that. But what's also important is you still don't know what you want to do, which to me is so exciting because you you almost have like this blank canvas you can look at and design whatever you want. But then you throw up that you throw in that roadblock of you don't know where to go. You don't know what the next step in discovering that is. It's a perfect analogy for my life is my life is the canvas and I have not painted anything on it yet. But you don't have any paint. Yeah. You don't know what's even be. You have a canvas. I don't know if I'm using pencil. No paint. Charcoal. No tools. Paint. You might have to cut yourself and paint in blood. Yeah. You might have to do something, but you don't even don't, know. And it sucks, like I said, because I have so many people around me that know what they want to do or where I handed a family business and m- fucked it all up. And The um, opportunity you see. Uh, it's... Oh, man. Oh, oh, man. It's funny. All my little sisters, all my little sisters have caught up to me now. Like my, First of all, explain your siblings. So, so Garrett is the only... <laughs> I'm the I'm the only boy. I have eight sisters. This is Garrett's life. I have eight sisters. I have four older than me, and I have four younger than me. Um, middle male, middle only child. One. My dad, my dad didn't act right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have four older sisters. All my older sisters are full black African American. 
all country, live in South Carolina, you're once from St. Louis. He's a diamond in the rough, Garrett. It's funny. I started the light skins in my family. I was the first light skin. I was the first and only boy. All my little sisters are all mixed. Uh, they all, they're all in college. One goes to UT. One, two of them graduated already. A third one's uh, up in New York going to school. And they've all either passed me or graduated already. And I'm like, damn. Like, y'all are, like, I, t- I told them, like, y'all are lucky that you knew what you wanted to do. You went for it, did it, accomplished it, like, so let me let me ask you this and i do so with with i just i just want to know because i respect you and i I feel that you're 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 a driven individual and i want you to figure out what you want to do just so you're happy because i want to see you succeed what what is your role in okay so you mentioned everybody that you surround yourself with doing their own thing being successful knowing what they want to do let me list some examples jay brooke hip-hop artist doing his own thing making his music he, making know, it he knows what he wants he knows to that's do what he wants he's to do. running with it nick and and tj nick and tj sons like, of masters production company they they help jay brooke with his art he's on their label they know what they want to do tanner doing the food thing you're around people that are are in their niche are doing their things what's your role to them and is your role impactful? And can you take that role and apply it to what you want to do? So, do you have a role with all of them? Is it just? Are you just I the think, family friend? I don't think you are, because if I may, I think they want me to do more, but they don't know what, and they don't know what I want to do or what I have going on. Like Nick and TJ, I'm pretty sure if they had a specific thing that they a wanted me to role? do, yeah, like a specific role, I'm pretty sure that they like they'd want me to do it. It's just I don't know what it is, and I don't think they know what it is, and they don't know my willingness to do whatever. Let me express my appreciation to you, too, because I don't think that I ever... I didn't segue it for this show at all. People that listen to Austin Live and Local may know, but Garrett... I work with Austin Live and Local. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows Trent for the most part. Me and Trent do Austin Live and Local. We did an event in November. Garrett was one of the driving forces behind that event because me and him obviously working together, I was just kind of discussing again... To me, you are close with everybody that's that's being successful. You're very close. You're a trusted confidant, if even, because I would go to you. I would go to you with business stuff. I would go with you with what I'm working on, your opinion. Hey, give me some feedback on how this person felt. And that's felt. probably my fault for not expressing that to all my friends. Like, hey, I think I have, but I haven't. I wasn't stern with it. You Like Tanner, like... So do they come to you for things like that? Because I did yeah. because you were so natural. And you did. You connected us with Jay Brooke. You connected us with Sons of Masters. You were that connecting piece. And it wasn't difficult. It wasn't strenuous. You you did the tasks that were asked of you. And you showed up. And you, you played that part so fluidly. It would almost seem that that's your role for all of them. You're almost like that connecting. You're that hookup. That you're that plug. I am. And it's funny. Like I have a story. Back in 2012, I, I won a random trip. Yep, to New York. Ran a, won a random trip. Me and twelve friends. <laughs> Fired. The trip. NFL, like, fantasy. I, I didn't make it to the NFL, but the NFL paid me something. Like, they paid for twelve of my friends. They flew us all out to New York. Played for our plane ticket. Paid for our hotel. <coughs> we ended up. We ended up doing our, our fan. It was for fantasy football. I got randomly chose. Uh, so, my friends aren't very organized. At least back then, they definitely weren't. So I had to trick them. I lied to them. Yep, like, I you've told, told them, us this whole thing. Like they had to, we had a, we had like a week and a half to sign paperwork and get it turned in before, so we could go on the trip. I told them they had two days. Literally, they all did it in two days. There were a few that did it in three days, but I told them after that, I was like, it's cool. I lied, so you guys could just hurry up and do it. Plane tickets. Everybody got emailed their own plane ticket with their name on it to their own email, and I should have told all of them the plane leaves at this time. 
told them like two hours before they needed to be there because I knew people were going to be late or just something was going to happen. Some people showed up late, but they thought they were late. They're freaking out. I'm like, you're good. I, I lied to the time just so you'd show up early. So orchestrated. Fuck. I don't want nobody to mess up my time. So I made sure that everybody did everything they were supposed to do. And at the end of it, everybody's like, I am so happy you did that because it made everything less stressful and everything got done. Can we please? I have the people I'm going to blast this episode out to. I'm going to have the people I'm going to share with. I'm going to have the people that are going to listen to it. But I feel that you and me kind of have a lot of the same people that we know. I encourage you to share it because I think that if people really understand Garrett and understand the value that you bring, and that's just what you bring. You bring this creative, enforceful, intense structure to things. And it's apparent in the way that you plan. It's apparent in the way that you react to not necessarily criticism, but in the way that you react to feedback. Like you go, okay, I got feedback on this. I'm not going to let that happen again. So I need to adjust how I'm going to approach things. I'm going to make sure that I change. I don't up. get a lot of feedback either. Like, pe- and I you feel said like that you don't. You said that you right. You haven't gotten like that direct feedback, but you do indirectly. You 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 do by asking, hey, is this a good message? No, do it this way. Okay, hey, uh, can I do this or can I do that? You do get feedback, but it's it may not be. That I'm on, so like, I have a stern personality, and I'm like very, I'm very laid back. Like I'm very very laid back, and I think. It intimidates some people. You should be in a room with just like doors, and every door should just be an opportunity, and you should just be allowed yeah, to for open someone all just of to them. Walk in, like, or to open need? all, all right, of them. Ooh, boom. And like, fuck, man. Like even with Tanner and his food truck. So after he won his Food Network TV show, you know, he had a free food truck for a full year. Tanner is a beast too. He he runs the Crab Kings Kitchen at Crab Kings. Shout out to Tanner Bird. He's gonna be on the Austin Local live stream like in two weeks. Nice. We're trying to get him on, and we're trying to. We got we got a, a something planned with him, and he's powerful, man. And it's uh, Tanner. He was the you know he's so the good. coach's sons. You know, played his dad was a football coach, but his passion was cooking. Like he loved cooking. He went to, ended up going to culinary school, and like he won the Food Network TV show. Like how how it started is I convinced him to move to Austin. Got him to move to Austin. Applied for this Food Network TV show. Of course, he, in Tanner fashion, he was late. Like he was. <laughs> Like weeks late submitting it, but they liked his idea and his food so much that they're like, Shout right, out cool. to his girlfriend for keeping him in check because she definitely. And this is way before. She this is fucking way before corrals too. him up, dude. No, he she... needs, Tanner needs, like, Tanner needs a personal <laughs> assistant to boss him around for sure. But like, oh, he shit. he applies to the show late, ends up going, you know, uh, to Whole Foods downtown, the original Whole Foods to, you know, meet with the people from the Food Network. Right. He makes his food, he gets a perfect score. And they're like, shit, like, he has to be on the show. They put him on the show, ends up winning it. Uh, one of our other friends, Kyle, uh, which Kyle owns a couple smoke shops in Austin, uh, yep. Wizard Hat Smoke Wizard Shop. Wizard Hat, shout out. Uh, but they, they're doing business with another a third dude that he kind of totally, and I yeah, said it from the saying. beginning, from the beginning before he even went on the TV show, I was like, bro, you need to get rid of this dude. Like, I don't like his vibes. Like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Like, get rid of him. And this dude literally is the main number one reason why the food truck ended was this dude. And my gut, I've never gone against my gut. My gut's never been wrong. Like, I can say never. Like, my gut has never been wrong. When I told somebody, hey, you shouldn't do this, not because I think I know everything. It's just my gut is like, yo, like, this doesn't feel right. Your this instinct. Isn't gonna you be said right. it yeah. earlier. Your instinct. Like, you go off your instinct. Right. Like, I, I, even ex-girlfriends, like, I remember a situation to where she wanted to go pick up a friend. I'm like, that is the dumbest thing ever. It's pointless. Like, you don't need to be doing that. Like, it's late at night. You don't need to be doing that. And, of course, she's going to go pick up a friend's house. She gets in a car wreck. So, like, there's little things like that where I'm telling people, like, hey, like, 
I'm not saying it to be bossy. I'm saying it from just my experience and my gut. Right. And it seems like that you have that, that at least trusted intuition. And I mean, I want to, part of me wants to say advisor, like you should be an advisor for someone or you should be like an, uh, uh, you should, you should be in someone's like cabinet or someone, you should advise somebody to things because I feel like you have good instincts and I feel like you have good, you can, you can read people. I feel like you can read situations really well. I feel like you can read circumstances. Like I think you can sit there and go, okay, if you do this, it's going to end this way or this way. So you shouldn't do that because neither are good for you. You oh, yeah, should like, do this because you are going to have a good outcome here. I don't know. I've experienced, I don't know. I just, I wish people would trust me more or reach out to me more okay. uh, to get more advice or just to listen or just to get help. Like, I wish Tanner would, uh, like, he subtly tries to get me to help him do stuff. But, like, like, if you want me to help you do it, like, it needs to be done this way. How can you, uh, what can you do to display that? What can you do to to make people know that they can go to Garrett for um, answers? I think you do so, if I may, I think you do so through your feedback. You've you've personally come to me with like feedback to whether it be the show or whether it be how we handle situations and you've been very honest and upfront. And it, it if anything, if it did anything, it solidified that you are a person that provides honest feedback and you can provide a perspective that's that's informative to me. I can go to you and you can give me substance. I'm not getting a just a blanket statement or I'm not getting some generic, uh, oh man, hey, I really like the show. No, you're like, hey, I think this one good. Yeah, I think I'm this good one good. Small talk. You could have been better here and I think this one good. I think good. that's a big American thing is small talk. Like I hate small talk. Like I think you like small talk, but it has to have a purpose. Yeah, it does. Like I hate when people are like, oh, hey, good morning. It's not like a, hey, like, Hey, like, like if you felt people really cared about your morning, you'd be inclined to answer like, it. Yeah, they'd be yeah. like, I'm going to say, up oh, morning, good yeah. morning, yeah. Yeah. morning. But when it's just a generic, oh, good morning, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, good you morning. You can tell when a conversation or something's generic. And How's your day generic. going? Everybody's and then you start with me. Like, even at the office, like, I talk to people, but not really. That, I think, comes with the position that you're a personal assistant. People expect you to be short, expect you to be generic, expect you to just, oh, do this and do that, and expect you to have all the answers. That comes with that role. If anybody knew Garrett, Everybody would know that you're not simple and that you are complex and that you do have a little bit of substance behind you. Oh, yeah. But I it drive. takes someone asking you, hey, Garrett, how's your day going for them to get your attention? You can't just say, oh, hey, how's your day going, Garrett? And then you start saying things. And then the people that are automatic or are robotic and that just ask you to ask you and then start typing while you're talking to them and trying to answer what they just asked you. Those are the type of people that detour yeah, you. You need people. Genuine, like, hey, yes. You, like, there's a few people like there's one guy like every day. Like he people kind of make fun of him, like not in like a talking shit way but you know like give him shit right because he's like he's very smart like knows like six languages eccentric like he's just always talking right but, like when i talk to him like i know he's like when he says hey how are you doing like i know he generally means like hey like how are you doing he cares like how was your night like what'd you do like he really asked those questions i know he means it so i literally have a full conversation with him and i answer all of his questions do you think that it would you go out of your way to make that kind of impact to people would you go out of out of your way if like it was a profession, maybe you were, uh, maybe you were in a system, but your role was to soften people up for like a deal or soften people up for like a merge. Could you go in there and go, hey, you know, introduce yourself. I'm Garrett. This is what I'm we're working on. I'm not kissing ass. Like I'm not an ass kisser. Like I'm not kissing nobody's ass. Like I don't like doing that. Right. Like right. it's not. It's not genuine. Like it's not. It's not the. It's true not who you me. are. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't. And suck if they're up. expecting me to kiss their ass, they're definitely not gonna get that. Like yeah. I'm not doing that at all. Uh, that's probably why my. Probably my last relationship was so shitty. I was expected to like 
jump like a dog. Like, I feel like a dog. Like, I always say, like, I'm not your slave. Like, I would say that. Like, I'm not your slave. Like, stop telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Like, if you don't like it, move on. I feel like we're, we're it's fucking past 8 o'clock right now, but I feel like we've... <laughs> We could have gone down that road. We could have gone down so many roads. But I'm, 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 I'm glad we ended here, and I'm glad that we're having this discussion. I think you are very powerful, Garrett, and I think that you have a lot of value, and you have a lot of insight, and you have a lot of knowledge. And I hope that you continue to get value out of this position that you're in. And I hope that you, at some point, find out what you want to do. Do you have any idea or any plan of what you're going to do to try to find out what you want out of life? As we end this up, we're going to wrap it up. So do you have a plan? And if not, what what do you feel comfortable doing? Do you feel comfortable just kicking back for the next six months? Are you are you that confident that you're going to get an answer and you're not going to be stressing over putting in um, work? I am, I'm hopefully just trying to build time with the current job that I have because having a lot of time Seems working like you have a goal in that. You want to work with somebody else. You oh, want, yeah, you want that to door, connect you. Right. Literally, the main reason they called me back for the interview is because they seen I had experience working directly with the CEO, even though it wasn't even a full year. It was, right. like, it was, a, it was a part-time job for like six months. And that's a, a successful CEO at and that. And they're like, Someone oh. who, who makes an impact. You Clearly, you resonate with people that make impacts. And like, I don't know, I guess trying to reach out and help, help people more, help other people be successful, because I feel like What's being successful if you can't enjoy it with people around you? I think you probably want to, you do probably want to be that advisor role. And how I look at it, if I can't be successful, I want to help all my friends be successful. Because if I'm helping them being successful. You are being successful. I'm going to, I'm essentially going to be successful. By association. And we're all going to be successful together and enjoy it all together. And that's, that's the truest statement out of it all because there's nobody, any successful group you look at. There's nobody that's a, that that has that weak link, and if you do, then people tell. People can look at people can look at Floyd Mayweather's group and go, okay, Floyd Mayweather's people are probably the most loyal people on the planet because he takes care of them. I'll set Drake. He has the same people that he had since the beginning. He takes care of them. They take care of him. And Drake's like, it's not a family. Drake's like, not an unsuccessful person. He's yeah, not a person that's family. That's and in, they have a business that's run successfully and ran right. Not like, in situations where he's getting in trouble or where he's around the wrong people or getting put yeah. in wrong situations. He has a close knit group that takes care of him, and he takes care of them. And it's this given this take. I definitely think that you're in a position to influence people. You're oh, definitely yeah. in a position to help people. I think you just need to accept that role accept that you're going to be that support system and know that it's really going to shine when you find the person or the 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 thing that you're into that you're invested in once you find that thing that you're passionate about you're going to be able to take that and uh, to steer it in the right direction i think that's why i'm not stressing too much because i know when i find it uh game over that's confidence dude that's game such that's over. confidence and uh, is it real confidence or is it you just uh, it, it is real con- that's probably like the only that's probably the most thing i'm confident in in my life and if there's is knowing when i figure it out I'm gonna, I'm gonna be great at it if there's one thing i'm sure of and I've, I've only known you a year but again you've had it's been honest no bullshit i've never had any type of 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 weird vibe from you you are very very confident and i am completely confident that you are going to find out what you want to do one day and I think that it's going to make an impact in whoever else is involved. Because I don't think that it's just going to be a solo thing. I don't think Garrett's going to be successful. I think oh, by I'm himself. I'm successful, everybody around me yeah. is going to be successful. Yeah. And everybody's going to, like, if I got $100 million tomorrow, 
everybody that I'm friends with has a hundred million dollars as well. Yep, yep. Like we're we're spending it together, we're enjoying it together, friends, family. It's not going like, to be just Garrett being successful. Garrett's going to be successful because the people around him are successful because of him. Like I'm, I'm by it's myself a, a lot, take. and I like my alone time. But at the end of the day, like my biggest fear is probably being alone. Oh, everybody's. I, I mean, that's a whole other topic because that's my biggest fear. Death and alone is my biggest thing. Like, if I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be happy with other people. If I'm going to be sad, like, I'd rather be sad with a bunch of people. You're not going to be sad if you're around a bunch of people, though, because they're going to bring out the best in you. They're going to let you mourn. They're going to let you be sad in whatever scenario. But you're also going to be able to, you're not going to wallow. You're not going to be in that despair when you're around positive people and the people that really influence you because you're going to, you're going to recognize that they're allowing you to be sad, but then you're going to recognize, okay, the time for being sad's over. And now it's time to get back on that train because you're around successful people. You're around people that are driven. You're around people that are striving for more. Oh, yeah. I've helped so many friends out. Like, I've gotten so many friends to move to Austin. Uh, I just I just help people out. Like, I've, I couldn't say, and it's fine, I've helped so many people out, but I could never say that somebody's helped me out to the extent I've helped everybody else out. But I don't care. Like, doesn't hurt my feelings like i don't care if I've, people haven't done the same exact things that i've done for other people it's just the fact that we're we're friends and if i need it which i haven't needed it yet that they'll be there to help me out fuck we gotta have a part two son like uh, we gotta have a part two it's 10 minutes after eight we gotta go we gotta wrap this up garrett but it was a very powerful conversation man and and i'm, I'm confident i'm confident because you're confident and that's the type of impact you have on people man you're confident and you wear it so well and you're so assured of yourself that when 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 you display that the people that you're around can't help but be confident with you and that's what you've done to me right now and i appreciate it yeah. Appreciate it through and through, man. We got to do a part two because we didn't really talk about everything we wanted to. Oh, yeah. But it's we already even, been two we hours. We didn't even get the juicy stuff yet. Dude, good shit, though, brother. I'm glad you came on. Thank you for coming on. Is there anybody that you want to plug? Anything you want to say? Obviously, we got to give a shout out to Jay Brook, alumni oh, yeah. of the show, episode nine. If anybody's listening right now, go back and check out the episode with Jay Brook. He was very deep. We got into the mastermind behind. Uh, uh, one of probably the biggest artists in Austin right now. He's running the game. They've got a show March 3rd, The Blackout at the Spinners. The Blackout, Jay Brook. Traffic Lee, Freshly, Super, Sons of Masters, Nick Trice, TJ Trice, Johnny the God. All going to be there, baby. All going to be there. It's going to be a good show. Belly themed for all the East Coast people that love belly, love Black the East Light. Coast vibe. Black Light. Black Lights. Like, it's going to be legit. They're bringing it. It's going to be a fun time. Um, that's at Spinner's, the Gotham Room, March 3rd. It's a Saturday. Uh, Jay Brooks also doing a Southwest, a South by Southwest performance. Um, I believe that's March 13th, yeah, if I'm not of, mistaken. A lot of stuff going on. Whew. Powerful shout out, moves. Shout out to my boy Duke too, touring the country with artists, doing doing big things as well. There uh, you go. Shout out to Sons of Masters, everybody, man. He's got a lot, a lot of stuff. Johnny going from on. God. Johnny from God's a big player. He's gonna be working with Austin Live and Local coming up. Um, I've got everything on CommonChaos.net. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, The Common Chaos. Check it out. We're going to be doing the SoCal Psych Out March 16th to 18th. We will be there doing band interviews, doing artist interviews. I'm going to be down there in California visiting friends and family. Thank you, Garrett Patrick, for coming on the show. What's your social media, man? What can people check you out at? Uh, it's underscore GP. Cool. And that's on Instagram? That's on Instagram. Do you have a Twitter or no? No, don't no? have a Twitter. I'm not a Twitter guy. No? Just, I don't know. Just hey, man. Into it. Hey, it's all right. Until someone convinces me or sells me on it. It's all right. It's all right. Very powerful, Garrett Patrick. Going to have you back on, man. Going to talk some real shit. Thank you again for coming on. You're a wealth of knowledge, and I wish you the best of luck in discovering what you want to do, man. And, I, I, again, I'm confident that you're going to do it. And, and when you. you do, when you do figure it out, please come back on. Please share it. Oh, please share your process. Out, when I figure it out, everybody's going to know about it. Share your process. Share your mindset because I think it's going to influence a lot of people, and it's going to help a lot of people. All right. We are out of here.
Thank you guys for tuning in. I am Brian Kern. This is Garrett. We're signing out. Peace.